comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. together from the cosmic reaches of the universe, here in this great hall of justice, are the most powerful forces of good ever assembled. I am Supergirl. I am the Flash. My name is Oliver Queen. I had to become the Green Arrow. Dedicated to truth. Justice and peace for all mankind. Hey everybody, welcome to the DCTV Podcast, episode number 59. And no, you didn't miss a podcast. Uh, as I posted on our Facebook group, uh, our last podcast had so many audio difficulties that I could not recover a listenable show from it. Uh, so I want to apologize, especially to Daryl and Rich, who, I mean, it was a good show, we had a lot of good talk and everything, but it was just un publishable and i really apologize about that but we're going to move on we'll do like a tiny little recap before we go into each episode today and uh we're uh, since on our last episode we talked a little bit about batman v superman and nobody got to hear that we're going to talk a little bit about that since we've all seen it now uh joining me tonight uh the man who made jim gordon his prison bitch mr daryl taylor i hate you scott snyder or <laughs> which snyder am i supposed to be hating Oh, one of them. Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. Yeah. D. Snyder. D. Snyder. I hate Snyder's potato chips. You, 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 all the reasons. I don't, you, you did it. (laughs) America. You destroyed our show, Snyder. I hate John Snyder. He's so asshole, right? (laughs) I have no idea. I don't know who that is. John Snyder played Bo Duke. Yes, but he also was on that one superhero show that one time. Smallville. Smallville. Yeah, he was the dad. Yeah, uh, he was the dad. I never watched Smallville. It's like I, I tried. It was yeah, just so I did hokey. too. And the yeah, acting was so bad. Oh my god. It's okay. Leave my show alone. It's all I had. <laughs> not a fan. Not a fan either. Uh, and uh, if she's a little grumpy, that's because she's on her th- uh, week three of the Panda Narabot Sarah Lance workout. It's Miss Cherry Atkinson back again. That's it. Muscle milk, HGH. I'm flexing. You guys can't see me. Gluten glottons. I'm flexing. Okay. <laughs> Break it extreme, bra. Do you even lift, bra? <laughs> yeah, bra. <laughs> Come on, protein shake. Step up your game. We had uh, we had a lot. We have a, a lot of shows to talk about this week. Uh, a lot. Some good. Some not so good. Some incredible. Some eh. Some with highly dubious uh, motives, <laughs> that, uh, some with some really broken logic. But anyway, we'll, let's talk about, uh, first, let's get, get this out of the way first. Batman v Superman, we've all seen it. Okay. Yes. Everyone from Kevin Smith to you know your, your best friend's hairdresser's mom has talked about it. And Daryl's talked about it on No Apologies, um, what he thought about it. Break it down for everyone. I know we're a DC TV podcast, but of course... It's a oh, DC movie. It is the launch of the DC Cinematic Universe. Well, right. let me hear your thoughts about it before I, I I break into discourse. I I enjoyed it. I mean, the uh, the negatives first. It was edited. Uh, it wasn't edited yes. very well. 
which is uh, a Snyder problem with the films. I think there were things he should have included that he didn't include. Like there is already a cut scene that he should have included for people that haven't read the books. Like for people that didn't read, he did it. There's a lot of things thrown in here for comic readers, but there wasn't a point of reference for, for people who don't read the comics. So I think there were things that were missing. The editing was off and there were scenes that he had that probably went too long. Um, mm-hmm. or repeated. He repeated a few things that he didn't need to repeat. I think we got the, the, the point the first time. But other than that, love the performance of Henry Cavill, love the performance of Ben Affleck. I mean, I really don't have any issues with the acting for the most part. Um, love Lois. Love the chemistry with Lois and, and Superman. And uh, I love the, you know, the setup for... Um, I love the setup for for the 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 next row of movies with the Justice League. So I like how they did that. Um, Love the introduction of the uh, what could be the the new God stuff that's coming. You know, because that was kind of thrown in there. Um, The way it looked was beautiful. I mean, the way it was stylized, it was just absolutely beautiful. I mean. It was just so many scenes that just looked like it was right out of a comic book. Yeah. The way that gets. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was just so good. Um, And uh, yeah, I look forward to a surprise ending. I didn't think they would go the route that they went. Yeah, that was was a bombshell. Even though they did put, he did put a, when he put uh, a certain movie up uh, when they show uh, Bruce's parents walking before they get killed. Um, there's a movie that they passed by, and I should have known looking at that movie that it would affect. It would be yeah. like how the ending was. It was kind of right. like telling you exactly what was going to happen. Because I was like, "That's not the right movie. That's not the movie they were seeing." Right. That I was like, "That's not the. That's not Zorro. <laughs> what are they doing? What is he doing?" Right. And he's just basically telling you this is what the route he was going. Um, so you should have known that. Lex was a weird one. It was like I. He played him so weird. I think he played him like Max Landis. Oh wow! Yeah, I think okay. he totally imitated Max Landis. I think that that's kind there of there's a little little, little Elon Musk in there too. I think yeah, and they know each down. other. Yeah. He's done a movie with him before with Max Landis before that, that uh, failed uh, not that long ago. American but, Ultra. Yeah, yeah, American Ultra. I, I think he channeled him. I think I, he really channeled uh, Max I had Landis. Theories from that performance. I had some theories just from watching him play it that way that, I mean, they're unfounded and it's just a theory, but for him to be that weird and quirky and just had these lapses of like serious mania mm-hmm. and for him to, when, once he was in the building and they said, uh, you know, you're the Lex of, of LexCorp, he's like, no, no, that was my dad. No, it wasn't. Lionel was Lex's dad, but what if this isn't Lex? What if this is the clone Lex? They did what say this- that he was Lex, uh, Lex uh, Luther Jr.? That there was yes. an, an original yeah, Lex. There was so another he Lex could that... just be a flawed clone. This could all be... Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't even think that's the Lex that we're used to we seeing. Don't know. Well, with the rumors that have come out, he might mm-hmm. not be... In, he might. This Lex might not be the Lex that we see. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that would be good, because that would explain why he was just so off-kilter and why he was playing it so quickly. If to be right, and I think, well, I had assumed, but that's because, but I, I brought my comic book knowledge into it. When he right. was going crazy like that, I, I assumed it was because of certain things. 
Okay. And and I think a lot of that was was dark sides people. That you know what, and that's kind of founded because the boxes are on our planet, so right? And but they cut the scene, which was crazy. So why would you cut right. the scene of him interacting with one of Darkseid's people? Because they didn't want to I give mean, who the next villain is, like just put it for a plate, put it on a plate. Because we didn't know this was going to be the death of Superman story either. Well, yeah. are we talking about Batman? Talking about Batman v Superman? Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome, uh, Rich Subtoed himself, Sheldon. Yeah. I'm doing good as long as I haven't missed the eye zombie talk because I want to really talk about her that backing crazy. that ass up. That was a hey, great. Hey, hey, you come in here <laughs> with your yeah, smart mouth whoa, and, hey, your, whoa, whoa. and your nasty talk. <sighs> Roll it in there, buddy. Because yeah, I already explained explain what happened the last week's show. Sheesh. So we were, uh, we're just kind of covering our, our general thoughts on Batman v Superman. Uh, well, now that it's been a week, can I talk freely or are we still avoiding spoilers? Uh, Jim? Oh, they've already talked about the death of Superman being part of the movie, so that's kind yeah, of a spoiler. So. Okay. So... Because I had mentioned before when we recorded, there's only one thing that I really didn't like, and I felt it was just unnecessary, and that was killing off Jimmy Olsen in the first scene, or the first sequence, just made no sense to me. Um, And you don't even know it's him, but according to what I've read on the R-rated cut that'll be on the Blu-ray or whatever, there's more of a scene there, and he's Jimmy. I have a theory on that, too. Is it is it because they're wanting to make the one in Supergirl more popular? No, my theory is I don't think kind they of ever. Th- I don't ever. I don't think they want to do any more solo Superman movies. Mm. So that okay. what they're doing is by killing off Clark because there's no way Clark can come back and it'd oh, be right. plausible. They, he got buried. Yeah, because there's a body. They saw the yeah. body in the viewing. Like in the comic, they just said he got lo- like he along with others because of all the rampaging that Doomsday did. They they didn't know where he was. He was missing. So they oh yeah, to- but we saw the body in this. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so there's yeah. no way that you could you can't have uh, when Superman does come back, you can't have him be Clark again. So that's done. So you won't have him be Superman. That means you won't. I mean, you'll have him be Superman, but you won't have him be Clark. So that kind of kills. Well, it's, I mean, considering they already have, like, their movies mapped out for the next five years yeah. and be, right. like, the... I mean, it's not making all the money they thought it would make, too. Right. This movie. Um, I, I doubt very seriously they're going to be adding a, a new you know, solo Superman movie into the mix. Yeah. We probably won't see him again until the Justice League movie. I think well, he'll no. be peppered in. I think that what they'll do with Superman is, is pepper him in a Batman movie. Not the, the first one that's coming out because it's going to be a, uh, before uh, this movie. But I mean, I think they'll what they'll have have him be in Justice League, and according to how well other characters might do, have him guest star in other you know other movies. But I I think by killing off his identity, that pretty much kills any well, chance. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe but I mean, is are they going to bring Martian Manhunter into this? The no movie mention. Birth? No mention. Because I know that they have Cyborg set up for. The- the other but because i'm thinking that they could bring clark back and martian manhunter can do something to make everybody forget well there are martian manhunter is not part of the lineup of justice no yeah but it doesn't mean he can't be he can't be i mean it doesn't mean he can't be but there's been no mention well why would you but but it wouldn't make sense to go through all the trouble i mean and the character is on supergirl 
So, I mean, I I don't know. I I really... Why go through all the trouble of killing off his identity, which is what they did in this movie, just just have to find a way to bring back his identity? I think it'll be more like that James Robinson thing where Superman kind of traveled America. You know what I mean? Like the early part of the Man of Steel movie when he was kind of trying to find himself. Right. It'll be something like that, though, just kind of laying low. Are you talking about the one where he decided not to use his powers and just walk across the country that run? Who knows? It's Zack Snyder. I mean, weirder things have happened. Well, I think no. I mean, was that the run you were talking about? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because I I I loved that run. Yeah. But if you look at Excalibur, the story of Excalibur is when, um, and that's the movie that they used uh, in the mock marquee when the Bruce Wayne's parents were walking by. Um, He dies uh, stopping the bad guys. You know, he dies. Uh, killing the villain. The villain kills him. He kills the villain. He gets speared through his chest. But he goes away only to be uh, the th- the what was the the thing where the um, prophecy was he be he would rise again when when the world when Camelot is threatened again. Right. And I could see the Justice League being formed, and um, but not being really cohesive because they don't have Superman. I was going to say if you if you take Superman off the board, them the the idea of them needing a Justice League becomes more important, right? And then when they fight something, when they do fight something so, you know, big a threat so big, and they're not they really can't handle it. Here you have Superman coming in to save the day, right? Right, you know, he rises up, or somebody, you know, like he. He gets his strength back or whatever they do with him. And he comes in because now he's, he's you know, he died. Uh, the world knows he's a hero now. Like, he, they watched him die uh, defending the world. I don't know. But the more I think about Batman v Superman, the more I realize, like, the parts that I liked, I really liked. Like, yep. Affleck as Batman, he nailed it. I thought he was great. Mm-hmm. Um, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman was awesome. And I can't wait for the Wonder Woman movie now. But on the other hand, she wasn't in it nearly enough. No, she was in it a little bit. The whole first hour of this movie, to me, was just boring. Like, it was just too much setup, too much info dub. There was a lot of stuff that just didn't... What was with the jar of piss? Um, just, like, so many things that just didn't set. And then, like, by the last half of the movie, I was really enjoying it. Does that make sense at all? Like, it was, it just seemed very front-loaded, you know? The jar of piss was like his little thing, little clue to them that, right. aha, here it comes or whatever. I, I, I agree that the I would agree that the first hour was it, the pacing was off, but I appreciate all the pieces that we got on that table. Yeah, yeah. I like Bruce Wayne's oh, introduction. Yeah. Like, yeah, you yeah. have him in the car and you, you you know you see him just rushing in and the anger at the end. I think that kind of set up the anger, but you don't need to have that scene again like they didn't need to repeat it when they had to fight at the end when he mentions Martha that's his mother right we get it we saw his mother right. die you don't right. have to repeat well and they did the whole Zack Snyder like he did with um Watchmen the whole montage during the opening <laughs> credits and stuff you know of here's his origin story I'm not going to go crazy with it because you know it because you've seen it a hundred times right and and I appreciated that it was really good yeah, and you didn't need like you needed to explain that uh, Bruce Wayne. Somebody was sending Bruce Wayne visions, 
Like they're trying to send a message to him. Did you needed something to explain? Yeah, that, that was a little fuzzier. Than you something. don't read comics, you're not gonna get that the Flash could like with boom tubes and stuff. You could actually travel into the past, right? The future. I, well, I, I like that though. I like yeah. the uncertainty because you were seeing yeah. these weird fever dreams. I mean, mm-hmm. we were flying monkeys and crap, and Batman was shooting up. But crap. nobody I mean, knew that. Like, if you're not a comic reader, I mean, the, the... yeah. But I mean, it was cool that when he had the vision of, or when Flash visited him, mm-hmm. there was no wake up when everything got wow. you know hot. There was no wake up. That's and that's how he knew. And you knew at the end that he knew when he said, "Oh, I've got a feeling." Just the look of certainty in his face. I loved all the questions. Honestly, I loved that. There were big yeah. sweeping comparisons between religion and philosophy and oh, nonviolence, pacifism yeah. and war culture and, you know, deification. And it yeah. didn't make your mind for you. It left wow. all these questions open mm-hmm. and made you think about them. Like, look, you're not dumb. You do the work. I love that. Well, now, yeah. And here's the thing, too, and this is what makes me appreciate what Daryl was saying before about unless you're a comic reader or whatnot. So here's the thing. The buildup to this movie and the talk about it and the fact that Affleck was in it and where it was going, they had the general audience. They did not have to worry about box office. They knew they had enough. They knew they were going to hit that. So they made this movie more for the fans. The critics showed that this was more like for it. the fanboys. And what I appreciate about that is you cannot understand the amount of crazy, nerdy conversations that I've had at work and all over with people that don't know that stuff. Right. And they have to sit me down and they're like, what does this mean? Yeah. Why did this happen? What was going on here? And you know what it does? It opens up the conversation. And I can also point, I start recommending books, Frank Miller exactly. stuff and all that. And these people are going out and buying it and they're reading it. And that excites me more. That excites me more than the movie itself. The fact that more and more the comic book is getting into the general consensus of the, of, of our country. It's very comic booky. And, and, and I like that. I mean, we've seen nerdism go kind of mainstream, you know, but now here it is, we can, we can bring it back around, but the nerd pool gets bigger. I agree. Yeah, no, it, it did. I, I, same thing here. It's like people are saying, well, who is this one person or what did that mean or what was that box? So, yeah, it does. There were definitely. little things they probably should have done. Like it probably would not have been bad to have yeah. a to have a um, a mother box by Bruce. All right. You know, ping, ping. And when he wakes up like that, yeah. you kind of get that that's that yeah. it's uh, sending him a message. Um about the future, what happens, about something bad is happening in the future. You don't know what, you're trying to figure out what caused it, and they're trying to send Bruce a message. You don't know if the message is, don't let Lois die, because if she dies, he's going to turn, or you were right about something else with Superman, that he is a good hero, and that you it's good that you trust him. Right. Like, we don't know. Like, well, you assume it's the negative, gonna, but we don't right, know. Right, but I wonder if we're going to get more of that in the director cut. I'm hoping so. Well, yeah, I mean, because the Stephen Wolf, you, you find out. Because I had, in my head, I assumed the way that Luther was acting. I said, I bet he's talking like he made contact with one of the new gods, and they're driving this dude crazy. Like, they're telling him right. to get the ship, and they're telling him he needs uh, they need he needs to get uh, Zod's body, mm-hmm. and there's something that he needs in that ship that'll help him to uh, kill 
Superman and I like he's getting messages that you needed, like that knowledge you're going to need is on that ship. And then you assume it's that because of the comic, but right. a lot of just the, you know, the regular audience that go to see it, they, they don't get that. Like they don't, they wouldn't really assume that True. he's talking. So when he does the ping, ping, ping at the end, um, you know, when he's trying to tell us that I've already contacted dark, it's over. Like I've already yeah. sent the message True. out and then, they're coming and and he's doing the ping 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 nobody get got that if you're not if you're the the the, the uh just the movie guard just a regular movie yeah. guard, you wouldn't get that yeah. but here's the thing too is maybe that is just an odd for the fans and much like the the force awakens there's a lot of questions that are just unanswered and a yes. lot of things that just don't make sense. But did you we, see the thing? We love that and we want that. But at this, you know, and I'm thinking but that. Did you see the cut? The, the thing they cut? The yeah, communion the thing? thing? Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm I'm kind of glad, and I think you were saying this right as I came on, Jerry. I'm kind of glad that they did cut it because then we're not having to explain new gods to non-comic fans, right. yeah. and they can introduce that concept and everything else, you know, because that's obviously Steppenwolf, right? I kind of still think yes. that with the problems a lot of people had with it, and not the ones who came into it already wanting to hate it. I mean, the ones who generally came into it really wanting, you know, like they really enjoyed it, but they just... I think you do need something to let them know that there's an alien entity that he's that's that's been affecting Lex. Like I think we kind of need you, right. that scene with those with the mother boxes. I think it it's important because it it makes it also it connects also with what happens to Cyborg in that little. But they are probably going to well. explain that you know when the story unravels. Well, of course and, they are, uh, but I no, think, so. I don't but know, because I, I kind of like the whole thing with, with Lex. And yes, he is completely different than anything we've really had of Lex before. The anything and... formerly in our lexicon. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. I know, sorry. I heard that you need it, but I really do think they needed to put in there that he had. Maybe, and again, it. maybe we're going to get more than the other cut. But, but the whole thing is, is I like that I was kind of in the dark on a lot of things, because I'm like, what the hell? And I'm like, man, he's acting almost Riddler-like there. Oh, what does he do with that? But as it unfolded throughout the film, the more and more I liked it. Is it anything I expected for a Lex Luthor performance? Hell no, but I really liked what they gave me. Or they could have, they should have threw an Omega symbol on his head or something when they shaved. Now him. that would have been cool. That like something to kind of say, because you really, I, a lot of people came out of it like, I don't know what that means. Like, what, what is the, what is he talking about? What is that? And I think it kind of hurt some of the uh, enjoyment at the end for people because they didn't really speak. Speaking get of, it. just uh, what did any of you get an after credit scene? No, no, because it was weird. I I read all this stuff about an after credit scene and then there wasn't one. And <laughs> I was like, really? They don't do after credit scenes. But here's the thing: by by showing the the dossier, the digital dossier with the little sim, the Photoshop symbols of what's going to be the Justice League, what, isn't that the same as our? I thought it was cool that Luthor scene. went to all the trouble of cutting, you know, having a marketing yeah. team come up. Isn't that kind of like four? You know, like four yeah. deleted, you know, four after the credit scenes. You know, I mean, they posited it, it enough yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. And they only needed that one scene, and that was one that repeated. They didn't need to repeat. I think they they sure. could have just cut it and just have Batman and Wonder Woman looking at it at the same time. You know, that, like I, that. Yes. Why? Why well, have and, both? 
Yeah. Or like the, what they could have done is you could have had, I think it would have been kind of cool to, to maybe have a scene with Lex's people attack Bruce when he's in his civilian identity before he gets the suit, when he's stealing the, when he's, when he's stealing the info. And um, Wonder Woman comes in and kicks their asses. That would have been. And from that, Bruce Bruce says to her, you know, like at first Bruce is mad at her because he she stole his thing. But when she saves him from these people, she's he kind of gets the point of, all right, she's not a bad person. Um, I'll share the info with you, and then they both could look at that info together. I think he kind of suspected she wasn't a bad person. Yeah, but I mean, instead of having to repeat. Right. Uh, okay. No, true. Yeah, it. they did kind of drag. You didn't that. need to repeat yeah, that right. again. Like it could have just but, been, and you could have threw in another cool action scene in earlier in the movie with Wonder Woman fighting by herself. Okay. Like if you had to use some more action in the first hour, right? Because sure. when you have Bruce who can't, fight, like he's not in his bat suit, he can't fight. Like he had to pretend not to be able to fight. Right. With these guys coming at him, and you have Wonder Woman who can do her thing, you know, have her come in, take these guys out. People get another cool... This is an advertisement for the Wonder Woman movie again, you know, where you get to see her by herself do her thing. Well, there's a couple of missed opportunities. I mean, like, we literally had Mercy in this movie, and she did zero fighting. What the crap? Was that that Mercy? Was that a Mercy clone that he blew up? I don't even know. And then they had an off-camera scene of Batman basically busting up the whole Lex... Uh, laboratory to get right. the kryptonite, like, yeah. but they did it off panel. It's like, why would you do that? Uh, yeah, I can I just say though, this I'm pretty sure, as far as I know, is the first time we've seen in live action the Trinity in one screen. Yeah, okay. together. It is, and and the just that alone was what was just I was in awe of. I'm just like, yeah. yes. And to think what's coming and everything else. I, I just that I those little missed opportunities I can forgive because I got that. I it was a couple of those moments. It wasn't just that was brilliant. I mean that was the money shot for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. I mean there there are a couple of moments where it's like, we you know when he was Bleeding from the the S symbol and lying there, I was like, "Oh my God, death of Superman!" You know, it's just, oh, yeah. you know it's little, oh yeah, yeah. Like Daryl said, it was yeah. vignettes, like taken yeah. direct snatch from the comic and just the sadness, it the conversations yeah. he, had, he had with Lois about, you know, like, uh, what am I doing? Like, why am I even doing this when right. no matter what I do, somebody's always angry. Like, no one's happy. Like, I don't. If I save twenty people. Another hundred die somewhere, and they don't, and they're mad because I didn't save the hundred. But I, you know, like I didn't know. Like I'm just trying to do, you know, do what I can do, and, right. and no matter He's what. Reactionary. I, why did they give Wonder yes. Woman the spear? Is what I wanted to know. Because if you, but I, well, kind of with She's, that is she. He was already the, weakened with kryptonite. All right, Batman is a regular dude, so he couldn't do anything. But remember how they if timed it. Somebody though. that had to die. It was going to be him. Well, right. not even that. But if you remember right, she had just gotten him with the lasso and held him, like so he couldn't move. So it was a layup. So basically. Batman hit okay. him with the kryptonite, right. so it weakened him, so she could yep. still hold him. Because remember, right. Doomsday, Doomsday was even stronger sure. than Superman. Right. So it just seemed like if they, I don't know. That yeah. was it was the it wasn't one man setup. I mean, yeah, everything. If if they didn't have the, if they didn't show Wonder Woman 
tagging him with the lasso and holding him in place, then I would have been like, he should have just threw it to Wonder Woman and have her jump and get him. But that was the only way that she held him. Like, she actually held him in place for a few seconds with the lasso, which allowed Batman to hit him with the kryptonite, which weakened him a little bit more. Which which, I loved. Which he only had that one shot. He only had that one shot to... And and Wonder Woman can't fly in this movie. She could only jump. So you need somebody that could quickly jump in and hit him with that spear. Like, you know, you don't know when you're going to get another shot with something like that. True. And uh, he had to be, he had to be the Messiah. He had to sacrifice himself. He had to die so that everybody else could live. So it had to be him. I'll tell you a little cool behind-the-scenes thing, too, is a lady I work with, she was an extra on a lot of the stuff they were filming here in Detroit. She's in the hearing scene. She's a senator in there. But she she was saying that, you know, they were all background people on both funerals at the end. And uh, they they had no idea. They were told, like, one of them was a a prominent political figure that was being buried. (laughs) And the... And the other one was like somebody's child or something like that. Ooh. He said that that uh, they never saw the open coffin of wow. what turned out to be Superman. Yeah. And they, they did see the open coffin of, of the one where Clark, but it was empty. Yeah. Oh, well, it okay. been, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> nice. right. You would think, so right. very interesting, very interesting. Yeah. And she's right now there. She's an extra on the Transformers film they're oh, doing here right now. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, it it has dropped tremendously in in the box office already. Yeah, do you think they're going to cut back on their plans with the other movies and stuff? I would. If anything, I think that they would because the one of the main issues with this film is the editing was terrible. Yeah, some of the editing was really bad. Most of my problems with the film are the same problems I had with most Zack Snyder movies, which are editing and pacing. Mm -hmm. Like he has very very poor uh, sense of both. Right, mm-hmm. like um, so, yeah. I mean, I just some of the same problems with the Watchmen movie, and like he tra- he stuck. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of stuff stuck in here. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, Superman. it is very dense, very content dense. Um, sure. you know, you you had the Batman Superman thing going on. You have the, the Justice League being introduced. Like all these little things, are you're trying to do all this stuff, and and at the same time, he was trying to do a Superman movie. Like the the beginning, the first half of this looked like he was trying to sneak in a Superman Superman movie. Yeah, it did. No, it was very Superman centric. Yeah, it, it almost felt like this was something that was like he was too worried about answering stuff about Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Like he was trying to go through too much of that uh, in the beginning with with how people are reacting to it, and. It, Probably would have been better off if he just did another Superman. If they didn't wait so long to do another Superman movie and just did one in between this and yeah, and and Superman Batman, but um, you know, well, go, going into uh, yesterday, it's at five hundred and eighty-seven million, almost five eighty-eight. Well, it dropped seventy-one percent. So yeah, so. I kind of was expecting it to at least get <laughs> a little higher than that. Well, so. bad word of mouth. Uh, plus, it hit when two big movies in in Japan were coming out, so that hit hurt his box office. Um, and and word of mouth did has hurt this movie. Like, there's been a lot of bad word of mouth, a lot of bad press for this film. So, it affects people going to to even check yeah. it out. Just irritates me because it. Were there problems? Yes. Was it still a fun and good movie? I yeah. think so. I loved the story. 
And they don't, and they're not, they have no intentions of doing that type of movie where, um, like a like a, a happier film where kids would, you know, like parents would want to take their younger, younger kids to. That just, yeah. see, see, but we're the, here's the thing. We're the built-in audience, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we, were, we already had our tickets bought before, you know, the movie came out probably, right. mm-hmm. you know, and all the other stuff. We're the built-in audience. And we're also usually the evangelists. You know yes. what I mean? Like, yeah. for instance, when, like, look, yeah. what's all that noise? I'm sorry. I don't know. Um, like, when Deadpool came out, for instance, mm-hmm. you know, the first week it hit really hard because all of us, the comic book geeks, knew and, and checked it out. But then in the next few weeks, it kept going and kept getting more and more money because mm-hmm. of the evangelism. Like, oh, yeah. you can see this. It's really great, you know. Like you said, the word of mouth, you know. Um, I know. Are you guys hearing that? Yeah, I'm hearing like a... Yeah, I hear it too. I'm muted, so... No. Well, if you're muted, we couldn't hear you talk, Chap, so... <laughs> With the exception either, either of you're when lying I spoke... Either you're your mind telepathically and... Well, hmm. that could be happening too, but no. Wow. With the exception of when I spoke, I was muted. Okay. Liar. But anyway, I'm, I'm sure you know, Warner Brothers is expecting a, a billion worldwide. Well, and I don't know. It's going to fall, and it's probably going to fall pretty short of that. Yeah, it might. I don't know if this was a true article or not, and I haven't really looked since. But I saw something about they're wanting to do a bunch of reshoots on Suicide Squad now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Is it true? Because but they do. They They always do. They always do reshoots on movies. Right. Uh, The the part of that they're saying that they're doing it to make it funnier. That is the speculative part of that. Right. They always do reshoots. Okay. okay. Well, yeah, reshoots is one thing, but when they were saying to make it funnier, I'm like, Please well, that don't. was an add-on. Yeah, they yeah, added that, that part. Oh, okay. If you actually read what what was said, they added that part. But every but the deal is, you do the movie, you finish shooting, then you they get a little couple of days off. They because they want the, the director and the editor. They look at the film. Uh, they decide on certain things they want to. They didn't like or they did like, and then well, they they yeah. reshoot. Right. Well, they'll do like primary shooting. They'll get a rough cut of the film. Right. And a lot of times they'll they'll shoot like what they call coverage, mm-hmm. which are like exterior shots that don't you know that, that might have a character in them or whatever. Okay. And then after that, you know, after they look at the rough cut of the film, they might realize that they're missing a transition scene, or they you know something needs to be redone or doesn't look right, and that's what reshoots are about. It's not. There's no, there's nothing to the the rumor that they're doing it to make it funnier because when, when that's just how you do a movie. That's just how you do movies. Exactly, they do reshoots to make you know, the right. continuity of the movie fit. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Leonard and Howard on Big Bang Theory got to go to a test screening in this week's episode of Suicide Squad. Okay. Yeah. All right, so let's go from uh, from <laughs> let's go to the polar opposite of Batman v Superman, a crossover that was very very friendly and very <laughs> joyful, and re- as uh, Jerry would say, yeah. it was very it awesome. was definitely the world's <laughs> finest. That was actually the title of the episode, and it's uh, <gasps> uh, episode wow. How'd you know that, Jeff? Yeah. Are you from the future? <laughs> I think I might be. <laughs> okay. You were right. Is the internet wired directly to his brain? Uh, <laughs> as Chubb said, the episode is called "World's Finest." Episode eighteen. It's the well, the long-awaited crossover uh, episode with Grant Gustin as the Flash, and uh, I just I liked everything about this. Last week's episode was kind of awesome. a, 
very flashback heavy, and a lot of backstory got filmed in and stuff. Um, this week, just like uh, I, I hit, hesitate to use the phrase because of the pun, but hit the ground running. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Maddie, Maddie, um, Okay. <laughs> they show uh, they start the episode with Siobhan. Uh, she survived her fall. Wynn is there, and she's like having these these screaming fits or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're at the DEO, and they really don't know what to do. Um, and as they go by, uh, as she's in the DEO, DEO, they they wheel her by Livewire cell, and uh, she hears Livewire being Livewire, um, her, her charming self. As all well, it was funny though how they 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 do when she passes Livewire. Basically, she gives a bio: "I hate cat." Grant, and I have powers that you right. can use later. So remember that as you walk by. <laughs> yes, here are some plot points for you to ponder as you go by. Just perfect. Just remember that for the second act, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Kara is still dealing with the red kryptonite fallout. She even says she's putting together people's Ikea's furniture, Ikea furniture for them. Oh, I wish funny. I could get her to do that for me because I never could put that stuff together. I can. Surprising. Cat um, tells Kara she needs to stop trying so hard to get James's attention, and uh, and maybe uh, make him come to her by making him jealous. <gasps> and just as she says this, dun, 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 dun. Spawn walks in and uh, starts wailing on Kara, and Kara falls out the window. Uh, and just as she's falling out the window of Catco, we see like a hole open up in space and a familiar red streak run through. Mm-hmm. Catch Kara. And uh, end up stopping, finally stopping running like in the desert, like 20 miles from town. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you're safe, I saved you. And she's like, I don't need saving. I thought, thought that was pretty cool. You know, immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, and uh, then uh, she just, she takes off and like drops her clothes behind her. Uh, Flash even says, you know, I thought I was the impossible. Um, and instead of like having the trope of every superhero meeting where they fight. Mm-hmm. They're more like kind of intrigued by each other and their powers, and then Barry is like, "I was uh, glad for that." Yeah, it was so refreshing to see that, especially the way these characters are. You know, what I mean, it, it wouldn't be in their nature to be, you know, and especially in this part of their timeline or whatever, it wouldn't be in their nature to be ultra suspicious. You know what I mean, or 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 yeah, okay. right or whatever, just because of the way Barry is in his show and the way Kara is in hers. Um, Plus, I mean, these two actors had a lot. I thought they had a lot of chemistry. Oh yeah, they did together. Um, they just they worked Glee together. together, didn't they? Do Glee together? Yeah, they did. I mean, I don't think they were featured together on Glee, but they both came from Glee. Okay. So, um, well, despite that, I forgive them, and they're awesome. And, and you know, Supergirl, Flash are talking, and Flash is like, you know, I'm the Flash, and she goes, "Who?" Yeah. Goes, Have you ever heard of Green Arrow, Black Canary? And he like starts rattling off people, and then he realizes he's only a different Earth. Mm-hmm. And they give you the rundown very quickly and easily. The right. rundown. Uh, yeah. okay. Which I was kind of bummed because in a way I wanted them to be in the same earth so that we could get more crossovers. No. But I'm sure we can get more crossovers anyway. But still. No, it's perfect to have it where... Because they, they're never going to have Superman in the same world as Arrow. and like You can't explain away like all these things that have happened in both these cities. You can't explain away that if Superman existed, why he, he didn't fly over there and help anybody out. Like, right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's the same thing, it's the same thing about the Marvel movies, you know. Mm-hmm. Why, yeah. why didn't, right. you know, why didn't uh, Thor come help out, you know, and Captain America Winter Soldier or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 
Well, yeah. Um, I, I like the, the scene where uh, Grant uh, and uh, and the, the Supergirl uh, staff meet Kat. Mm-hmm. And she says, you guys look like the racially uh, appropriate cast of a CW show. <laughs> so oh, true. So I had brilliant thoughts. Like so they have the CW on, on yeah. Supergirl's Earth. But... That's brilliant. That was great. <laughs> so was true. Um, also, um, when you know uh, the Flash goes to the explanation for Wynn and Jimmy, or, or James, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. uh, for Wynn and James about the, the, uh, the Earth, and he goes, I'm really fast. And they're like, what do you mean? And he runs out and gets some ice cream. That yeah. was my favorite scene of the whole thing that was, oh, was so beautiful. great and it's Kara's reaction that's become a gif already like, <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah i posted Countless gifts. yeah it yeah. was oh it was so great it was beautiful it was just so off-putting too you were just sitting there and things were happening and then ice cream and her just her face was like a three-year-old it was beautiful. Run, he can run and get me my spaghetti from, oh. from my favorite restaurant you know, I used to read this series of books, um, the Women of the Underworld series, and there's a book called Bitten that they made into a sci-fi show. But oh, the I main, that. Yeah. yeah, the main chick is Elena, and yeah. because her metabolism is running so high for to be a shifter, and she's like the only female shifter. And I don't know if you guys know this, but women carry out like a way more processes daily than you guys do. Yeah, y'all got a lot going on. Oh yeah. Yeah. So she could actually like just eat like three breakfasts and never gain a pound. And I used to be so jealous. And I'm like, this is a book, you know? Why do you, you don't even need that I've many pancakes? The show. But... It's, actually, it connects to this show because the the woman that played the um, yes, it's just a villain. Yes, was just, yes. the villain. On, what was her name? Onyx or something? Ah, uh, no, 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 no. Mixing no. it. What was her name? Branch of uh, Brainiac. Uh, the the oh uh, um. Oh crap! She was oh, Supergirl in uh, Smallville. Yes, that yes. One. She was binary. Yeah. Laura Vandervoort. Yes. yes. So what was the character name just Bi- now? Was it binary? No, it was no unbinary. Oh man, now I'm gonna have to. It was a this. color. Indigo. Did I think it was a magenta or fuchsia or something. Indigo. Like Indigo, indigo, that's it. I was indigo, like, it's a violet. Yeah. It's a violet. I'm sorry. Yeah, indigo. Yeah, the woman I played her. She also uh, she plays the lead in, in bit the woman that you yeah, just described. That that ice cream and the donut conversation reminded me of how jealous those books used to make me. Just, you, <laughs> just be able to eat whatever you want. There was just literally no repercussions. Per- oh, I will say, cat with those cupcakes in the beginning. Yeah. Oh, uh, my mouth was watering. I'm like, man, I had a those fatty look hair. good. I had a fatty moment. Yeah, I was like, "What do we have sweet in the house? I will eat it all." <laughs> I started crying. I just burst out into tears. Uh, Barry, uh, Win really likes Barry a lot, and Win is really enjoying seeing James be jealous. Oh heck yeah! Win oh, is yeah. totally loving it. It's just so like, well. yeah, 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 everything is turned around. I might be over in the friend zone, but you mad right now, son? You mad? <laughs> you know, I needed that scene after his, you know, shenanigans. Mm-hmm. I, I needed that scene. I needed him to eat some crow. I needed yeah, because to... James is getting up my nerves with that. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. with your oh, you don't understand, and uh, just shut up. Okay? What don't you understand? Oh, this pretty, hot, wonderful looking Kryptonian <laughs> woman that you've been in love with this entire time. Just and shut is up. in love with you. Oh, too bad. Ooh, you so sad. <laughs> you have all the problems, right? With your, with your abs and stuff. Seriously, I wanted to, I wanted to bitch slap him a couple, two, oh, three times. You, I wanted to <laughs> choke him. Um, Siobhan, Siobhan finds out from her witchy aunt that she is cursed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With the, the curse of the banshee. So she decides to, uh, that she really has, uh, so, so she has to murder somebody to break the curse. She might as well go uh, break out uh, Courtney Love. I'm sorry, I mean Livewire. 
<laughs> and, uh, and she don't oh. even question it. She's like, I know who I want to kill already. Yep. She didn't even think about it. She's like, says something, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Uh-huh. And uh, the, it's funny because uh, right at that moment, Livewire decides to take Siobhan off to a hot topic makeover. Um, <laughs> that we see the results of later. Um, Supergirl uh, asks Barry to help her, you know, stopping Livewire. Um, James uh, watches and it just gets more and more jealous as they go off in superhero together. Uh-huh. Um, they almost get defeated. Uh, they said that when they run into Silver Banshee, now in her skull makeup, um, right out of the comic. Looked pretty good. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It kind of reminded me of the band Ghost. I don't know if you guys are familiar with them. It reminded me of the Frighteners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it. oh, it's the Frightener. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, they, uh, they fight you know, Livewire and the Flash. Uh, and Supergirl kind of gets their butt kicked, and Flash gets them out of there. Um, they realize they have to do, they have to come up with a better uh, plan than just going and punching. Um, yeah, Kara wasn't listening too much. She was going through her thing. Right. Well, like she's still frustrated because you know everybody's nobody trusts her after the Red Kryptonite mm-hmm. thing. She wanted to do everything on her own, and it did work out too well. Uh, Livewire and Banshee, uh, Silver Banshee, kidnap Cat Grant. Um, Flash and Supergirl head back out to find them. This time they're prepared. They have earpieces, uh, earpieces to protect them from the Banshee's scream. Uh, midway through the fight, Livewire attacks a helicopter because she hates helicopters. Of course. And uh, oh, yeah. Supergirl flies out in front and takes the brunt of the blast. I which think Tom has around. the same syndrome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> His helicopters. He hates his helicopters. <laughs> no, he's really pr- anti helicopters. He hates my. He used to hate biplanes. But oh like, yeah, both. You know, just no. <laughs> They're like the insects to him, I think. Um, while Supergirl falls down, um, and uh, the the crowd backs her up. She, they saw what she did. Yeah. Save the helicopter, and uh, they all get between her and uh, very Spider-Man it's... New York type moment. Yeah. Yeah. You mess was. with one of us. You mess with all of us. You saved us. You're one of us. Yeah. <laughs> one of us. One of us. Oh, no, wrong movie. Yeah, that's the other one. <laughs> so they stand up to live wire, and a fireman comes and sprays water on her. And fireman's. She's out by fireman's. fireman's. <laughs> yeah, that's the one that he saves. And then that is a callback to before she got hit with the red kryptonite. That was the fireman that she had saved. Right. Yep. Exactly. The point I was that saying. was a great scene, too. Just mm-hmm. powerful. That's right. You know, and that's one of the things that's always been nice about the comics, especially since September 11th. You know, they always portrayed the first responders as the real heroes, you know, because I, I like that. I wanted back like I because I was watching. I was like, wow, Bar- where's Barry at? Like he's gone for a long time now when during this fight scene. But then I realized that they wanted her moment to happen. Yeah. Uh, for the people to, to come in. And you couldn't do that if you're going to have Barry. Uh, yeah, yeah, to save right. the day. Um, with the day saved, as you said, Daryl, uh, it's time for Barry to go back. But first, he gives Kara a little advice and says, "You might advice. as well go for it with James because yeah. it's obvious, even yep. to him, after him only knowing them for mm-hmm. two days, <laughs> three days, maybe." That uh, well, he's the king of waiting too long. Yeah, exactly. That. So that's, that's kind of where he comes from when he tells him that too. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then Barry's like, look, uh, the only way I can get back, get fast enough is if we combine my speed and yours. And we have, and she's like, oh, then a race, <laughs> yeah. which was like such a cool old oh, right. school throwback to the yep. flash races that we see. Yep. Even in the I, old I love that. cartoon mm-hmm. or the animated series, they had one. Quick so. question though: Have we ever seen Barry wearing the tachyon thing? Yes. In the regular, yes. we, we yes. did. Okay, I was just, I was trying to remember. So I wonder, and you know what's really cool is they could probably fit this into anywhere into the Flash show as far yeah, as now that after what happened happen. with the last episode of the, or this episode of the Flash, we're going to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's a whole other kettle of worms. Yeah. Uh, Kara takes Barry's advice and uh, has you know James over to her apartment and gives him a big uh, soulful kiss. But it's just at that moment that the Kryptonians decided to click on Myriad. Finally. Secret weapon that that they've been talking about since the middle of the season. And that causes all the people to zombie out and march out into the street in in nice, neat uh, lines and rows. Uh, but Kara is unaffected by whatever it is, because I guess because she's Kryptonian. Well, yeah. For a second, I thought they were going campy and gonna practically have little birds chirping around uh, J- yeah, James's the head. Because out when they start. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, is he really gonna sit there in awe? Because she can't. and then and then when it did, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I did like the fact that Cat Grant figured out immediately that Barry was the Flash. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> like, and she said, how she says, you know, I, I can always see when someone is masquerading right in front of my face. Well, and to be fair, right to Kara, she, you know. Yeah, but to be fair, she figured out Kara, too, if it weren't for the fact that they pulled the little ruse on her. Then... I think she still know. Yep. I think she, I think she does, too, but yeah. I'm just saying is... You know, it's hard for her to argue what she's seen now. But I think she just she's just taking she's just let Kara off the hook of worrying that she knows. So she just she's gonna pretend. I think from now on, it almost seemed like she gave her a nod or a look when she did. Yeah, Yeah. it totally did. Yeah, I really like the scene where Barry tries to take a selfie with the spaceship. Oh yeah, he, he was, was like, Mitch, "You're an alien. That's so cool." Yeah, <laughs> he was awesome. such a, a tourist. It reminded me of like when him and Cisco went to Earth too, and they were taking uh-huh. selfies everywhere. Yeah, he was such a tourist. <laughs> I watched so the. Uh, thanks to Jim, you let me know about on Hulu the the Pally Fest. Yeah, I watched there for Supergirl. They had wow. all of the the cast along with the uh, showrunners, and um, it was really fun to watch them. Like to watch them all together. They really do have that kind of, you know. They do have a good chemistry, chemistry. together. Yeah, definitely. Seems like they actually do get along. Um, right. Yeah, those pale. If you don't know what Daryl's talking about uh, on Hulu, they have uh, every year they have the Paley Fest. It's a, a media center uh, called the Paley Center for Media, and every year they invite the cast and crews of, of several television shows to come and do a roundtable discussion and then question and answer uh, session. Uh, usually like an hour, hour and a half long. And one of the shows they had this year was Supergirl, which was pretty awesome. Very so, good. Yeah, it was, it was worth watching if you like the show. I didn't know how Supergirl was mm-hmm. out, though. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, all of them are available on, on uh, Hulu right Hulu, now. Hulu, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about... Uh, well, I give this one A+. Plus. Oh, for sure. I don't give sure. A+, very much, but this, yeah, totally given deserved a. It. this was great. Yeah. Say plus, yeah, it was just joyful all the way. I mean, and I, I, I agree with you. 
Banshee was just hokey as crap, and I just didn't care. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, it was <laughs> fine. It was fine. Yeah, it was totally fine. It kind of could have just been Barry and her hanging out and could, maybe stop could. a crime every now and then, like a regular <laughs> bank robbery or something. It's and but just having to me hang that, out. like we can describe Batman v Superman and this show as both being comic booky. Yeah, mm-hmm. if they're so different in tone and, yeah. yep. and intent and everything else. Totally. Well, so are different comics. Oh, I know. I, just, I, I know. think that's great that we can. Yeah. Use it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. But I totally give this an A plus. Let's uh, let's check. Let's talk about the uh, another uh, really good episode this week. Gotham, Wrath of the Villains: Colon Prisoners, Prison Bad, and uh, Season Two, Episode Sixteen. We have two parallel stories going on here. Okay, we got uh, Gordon in prison and Oswald Cobblepot meeting his weird family, the Van Dolls. <laughs> Now, here's what I want to know, and I, I, I'm probably, this is probably the only me that the thought of this, but Paul Rubens here as uh, Van Dahl, wasn't the Dollmaker's name like Dollmacher, D-H-L? Yeah, Dollmacher. Yeah, it was spelled the same way right. as Van Dahl. Like, I wonder if there's some sort of connection there. Or from just like, I, didn't even think, I didn't even make that. Or either. just kind of like, you know, the way my brain works. But I, I did stuff. make the connection that Paul, this is the second time that Paul Rubin has played the father of a penguin. That's right. So I was like, he was a cameo I didn't know that. I was told that. Batman Returns. Like, oh, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I gotta say, he's awesome. He kills it. Oh, yeah. Um, he's so uh, lovable. Basically, um, <laughs> you know, to, re- to recap, you know, we missed uh, last week, um, Penguin is at the grave of his mother and meets his, you know, meets his father who abandoned him and his mother, you know, back you know, 30 years ago, whenever he was born, takes him into his home and he is, uh, since, as we found out in this episode, uh, remarried a woman who was a waitress at a diner, uh, and her two awful children, uh, and they, of course, have designs. Well, she's no sweetheart herself. No, but they all have... one awful all... children and one really dumb one, honestly. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, being, off, being dumb is being awful, too, in that, in that respect. But, not uh, being ignorant. Being... Yeah. Being dumb, but he was kind of ignorant, you know. He was just kind of like, "Huh?" But he likes us, you know. He was like a puppy, so you could have got a good. He could have gone either way. So Penguin <laughs> is, uh, is you know, getting, trying to get to know, to know his dad, you know, and mm-hmm. in, in a kind of sincere way after all the conditioning and everything he got out of you know Arkham Asylum after he yeah. got strange messed with him. He's trying. I to thought there was get... a really good chemistry the way they were. Yeah. Yeah, the two of them were great together. And it was really good seeing, I mean, I know this is just a role, but seeing the Penguin, like, legit happy. <laughs> he's been, you know, I know he's done really bad things, but he just, you feel bad for him. You can't help but feel bad for him. And to see, you know, just like his face lit up from ear to ear in its maniacal way. I, it was, that was, there was a little joy there, too, and I question like what it was wrong with you it reminds <laughs> me of that scene where the grinch gets his little grin yeah yeah, yeah. i feel like my heart grew 10 sizes or something <laughs> <laughs> yes but uh, i the uh, gold digger mom and gold digger uh, uh kid uh male and gold digger kid female yeah. uh decide to they're going to try to get rid of penguin first they try to scare uh old man van Dahl by showing him pictures of the penguin in the in the paper, uh, of you know, look, he's a you know crime boss, he's a criminal, and all this stuff. But Van Dahl is so taken with penguin and, and everything that he really well, 
doesn't yeah. matter. And he's he's he uh, he also because he's a, a tailor uh, by trade, you know, as it were. He likes the fact that his son was known as the Dapper Don of Gotham. You know, right? And he had style, you know, and that mattered a lot to him. Well, too, he came clean to yeah, his father before. Before. And, you know, and I think I wonder how much that played into it. I wonder how it would have played out had he not had he kept that from him. And then they came to him with the newspapers and whatnot. I wonder if he still would have been forgiving and all that or if it would have been a little different. Well, we also see the gold digger mom is replacing old man doll's uh, heart uh, medication with peppermints. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just a matter of time or whatever, but they're they're getting greedy. They're worried that. Uh, um, you know, he's going to change the will and give it all to Oswald. Um, so they decide they want to kill Oswald. Well, first they send um, Gold Digger daughter to try to seduce him, but he's not having it. He's like, "We're oh, part- yeah. you're practically my sister. Get the hell out of here!" You yeah, it's awesome. And uh, mm-hmm. she's like, she's like, you know, I just think he's kind of simple, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then the boy is like, "Should I go try?" And his mom, the mom is like, "No." Uh, so they decide they're going to poison him. Well, uh, instead of uh, Penguin drinking the poison wine, Old Man Van Dahl does. And that's how Penguin's story ends, this episode. So, I don't know how it's going it to play out that Penguin is getting accused of the crime. Is it going to play out that, you know, they're going to know it's poison, and thus, you know, a murder, you know, thing? Or I think eventually he's going to inherit <coughs> that estate. Because I don't think those three will be... They're gonna last very long because you keep messing, keep messing keep, with the penguin. Well, no, yeah, that's what's gonna bring him back to be, set him off. Keep going. He's right. gonna kill them. He's and, gonna. And they, I, I hope I that's love. the way they go with it because that would really be a good way to bring the character back. Yeah, and yep. they explain his history. Like all the, uh, it seems to be all the the male children have anger issues. It's not just penguin. Sure. Right. Right. Well, yeah. Old man Vendal tells penguin that his his own father wrestled with that kind of stuff, that kind right. of psychosis or whatever. And so it runs in his family, these, what does he call them, sinister urges, I think he was yeah. sinister. Yeah, I agree. Um, so old man Vandal kind of dies, you know, uh, drinking poison in his arms, and that's how Penguin's story ends that episode. Uh, the other parallel story is Jim Gordon in prison. Oof. Turns out the warden at the prison is a good friend of ex-commissioner Loeb. Oops. Who Gordon screwed over. Oopsies. Um, there's like one good guard in the entire prison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course, everybody's gunning for Gordon. You know, the, 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 uh, the warden basically sends his enforcer who has this weird head scar, uh, to kill Gordon, you know, by the end of the week. And, uh, meanwhile, on the outside, Bullock is, is freaking out because he knows Gordon is innocent. Right. This and, you know, and he knows Gordon isn't going to survive in there much longer. No. He goes to see Gordon. After Gordon is put in Gen Pop, and he tells him that Lee has left, and that Lee lost the baby. I didn't see that coming. I did not either. Yeah, me neither. Uh, you know, and I was also, I'm like, why does this warden have such a thing against, and then when he finally says, when he puts him into Gen Pop and says, Loeb says hi, or whatever, I was like, okay, now that makes sense, because I, I was like, why? Why is he yeah. being that way? But then, I was wondering if all the people he pissed off on his like little crusade there was going to come to bite him in the ass once he got into prison, and sure enough. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Sure. Mark Wahlberg came in and said, hey, say hi to your mother for me. The one, <laughs> the, uh, he befriends a young kid named Puck. 
I love well, it. As soon yeah. as, as, uh, there was a whole scene with him. He's like, I'm not going to, he's in the infirmary. As soon as that kid said, I'm not going to die in here. I knew he'd be dead before the end of the episode. You I just know. knew as as yeah. he said that, you know. He didn't like, die in there. No. They tricked us. No, but he did die. <laughs> Spoiler for the end, end of the episode. Yeah. Um, it was like, it's like Harrison Wells in The Flash, you know. It's always like, don't mess with the timeline. Don't, and you know immediately that. You know it's going to happen. That's exactly what's going to happen, you know. Um, so, War, uh, the the one the one uh, good guard tells uh, Gordon, you know, it's movie night. You know, watch your back. Be careful. Uh, something's probably going to happen. Something's going to go down. They're going to try to kill you. And sure enough, during the movie, someone comes and stabs Gordon multiple times, and he bleeds out on the floor. Uh, yeah. Down in the DM. And if you, so the uh, end of Clockwork Penguin is probably come. Pretty know? much. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh. Uh, we then uh, cut to Gordon waking up on a stretcher, being taken out in an ambulance, and guess who the ambulance driver is? Bullock. Hey. Bullock is called in a favor from Falcone. Yeah. Which was kind of, I, I thought that was a cool callback to first season one. Yes. Because yep. he's still out there. And Falcone uh, was happy to do a favor for Gordon, for an old friend. Because Falcone, going yeah. back to season one, knew Gordon's dad. And he knows Gordon. You know, he's known Gordon his whole life. So, um, And then Falcone gives uh, Gordon a choice. He's like, can you could either you know go go you know get out of town and start over again, start a new life somewhere else, or I could set you up in Gotham and you could lay low and try to you know clear your name. Guess which one Gordon chooses? Uh, <laughs> Gotham, the dumb, the dumb one. Of course, he goes <laughs> to Gotham. <laughs> you know he doesn't he doesn't do the Better Call Saul thing and move on and open a Cinnabon somewhere in the middle of nowhere. No. Seriously. No, you can't do that. Well, but I mean, he he explained it well for me, you know, as far as I want to go find her. In order to do that, I need to be cleared. So it made sense. Yeah, it just would seem kind of, hey, you just broke out of prison. I'm going to go right back to the city where they caught me, you know. But uh, the puck he brought out with him from the prison, but he didn't survive the ride. They roughed him up pretty bad to try to get to Gordon's head. So, uh, you know, puck. R.I.P. Puck, pour one out, and those are that's pretty much what happened on Gotham this week. Good, good episode though. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, really good. I like the way they just concentrated on the two stories. You know what I mean? And they were both interesting stories, so it was, yeah. it was uh, cool to, to stick with. Um, I can't wait to see how the Penguin thing plays out. You know, whether he does go murderous rampage on these three, or whether he himself gets uh, accused of the murder. Uh, it, it could play out a lot of different ways. So, I really love the visuals in this show. I, I really that it's house like a movie. That house, yeah, it, seriously. House. Oh, it was so awesome. That house is so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it makes you want to use pretentious film terms, <laughs> but I mean, it really is like the tableaus they create. It's just stunning. Tish Adams to come out of a door and say, "Oh, don't mind me. I'm in the rumpus room." You know, I, seriously, I'm it waiting for cool. it. It's so Burton esque. Yeah, yeah, it did look awesome. Like it came out of the movie. I, I love, I love what Burton does. The way he just paints a screen, it's beautiful. So that's it. And I, I, I just give it up to Ben McKenzie this episode for the acting chops. I mean, just you know, yeah. showing on his face what what Prison was doing to his character was really. I thought it was really well done. I thought he did a really good job in this episode. Yeah, when he found out about that bit, about about uh, Lee losing the baby, that was uh... yeah, that was brutal. And that's just that's got to be a lie. 
that baby's alive. Oh, yeah, you know, I'm sure. That's got to sure. be a lie. But, yeah, the torture on his face, for sure. Okay, well, what let's... What she'll oh. name it, though. I wonder if it'll be Barbara. That's what I was doing. I was like, oh, this is the Barbara Gordon that ends up being back. Or, okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, she wants to go to the other Barbara. No. <laughs> I give well, it it's weird because I, yeah, I kept thinking she never was Barbara Gordon. She never married Commissioner Gordon. But if chick was pregnant, so, but why would she ever name it Barbara? That's so crazy. But yeah, that's, that's really insane. But okay. Cool. Well, I give this episode an A. I really liked it. I liked the 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 like I said the two stories working off of each other and how they're both kind of prisoners. You know, it ties into the title of the episode. Uh, I like you know both these stories, so I give this an A. Yeah, I was I was right there with you, definitely an A. Yeah, A. I got you back B on plus. that one. I give it B plus. Oh, I ask you one in every crowd, huh? Well, you know, uh, you know, I, I say those. I yeah, say usually those. it's it's one of us, right? One or two yeah. of us. I, I saved the B plus. I mean, the A's for like it got to be stellar, like a stellar. I thought Paul Rubens really was stellar. He was I, awesome. Yeah. Couldn't well, have been more was, impressed. Yeah, with he's him. awesome. He was great. He was good. In I was like, right. where's his Emmy? Yeah. And if you haven't seen the new Pee Wee movie, it's worth your time, too. Oh, that was funny. It was funny. Yeah, I have to admit, it was funny. What kind of milkshake do you want? Let's say chocolate. Okay. One, two, three. Chocolate. Anyway, that's for all the people who saw the movie. Uh, let's move on to something we're going to gloss over kind of quickly because I, I from what I gather, a lot of our, our, our crew here are not enjoying it very much. Uh, Lucifer. All right. Season I got one, episode 10. Pops is the name of the episode. Uh, look, uh, Lucifer's favorite tamale chef died. Oh, no. Hey, that's a tragedy in his world. <laughs> is, it, is, it the, is it the heroin-addicted son? No. Mm-mm. Is it his equally heroin-addicted son's girlfriend? No. Mm-mm. Is it the sous chef who wants to take over and then uh, gets blocked by the son coming back? It's always yeah. the chef. No, it's not ding, 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 ding. I mean, ping, 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 ping. <laughs> <laughs> so there's I, your whole police procedural part of Lucifer right there. I, right I, there. I actually thought this was a better episode. Yes. That's in that's in <laughs> in, in relation to the ones that we've had the last yes. weeks. So when you look, I'm not saying it was good, <laughs> but I'm not saying it was <laughs> as bad as it's been. Mm. You know, if they and would there have were moments left... of joy, like the little, like the what was she seven or whatever, coming up to the bar, and that was right. fantastic. See, you can't tell me that was brilliant. That was the I only mean... scene I liked. Was like, was uh, Matt, was Maze going to the therapist? Yeah, the therapist uh, was... like, well, try to make a friend, and then Trixie showing up at the bar and like being Maze's new friend. Yeah, that I'm, was like the only part of this uh, I really liked. Was, I mean, the rest of it, I mean, the procedural was just kind of another procedural, like all the other ones. The whole thing with um, her ex-husband. I'm tired of the dad. And his cousin and his and his partner. And, you know, whether they should kill, you know, oh, you shouldn't kill Lucifer. You should kill Lucifer. No, I'm not going to let you kill Lucifer. Then he gets choked out and breaks up. Why did the guy break up with the dude's girlfriend over the phone? I just... I don't know. None of that made sense to me. And then she shows up drunk at Lucifer's house, throws herself at him, and he doesn't get with it. 
none of it it just was so cliched and you can kind of know that it's coming yep. like the only thing with the kids as soon as i in the pilot when i saw that they had this kid and how she got she was cute and and how she interacted with lucifer the first thing i thought was how long is it going to take for her to get to the bar cuz i knew they cuz you i knew they were going to do the, the the thing of her liking lucifer coming to the bar of course, you know, like you have a couple of funny scenes with her. So when it happened and it took this long for it to happen, it was like, okay, but I knew it was coming. Like, yeah, but she yeah. didn't even come to, she didn't even come and get her exchange with Lucifer. She no. actually started Mace, or was, is that her name? Or something complicated. <laughs> you know, she's the Magiel. She actually started her to having, you know, like kind of trying to think like a human i mean she's not she's still offering the kid booze and you know (laughs) i mean but it's it made her take the time and acknowledge that this is a person that has insight that has insight that has opinions that even though you're not on the same level as her maybe there's something to be gained from these you know little monkeys that inhabit the earth it's ginger ale and cherry juice or a coke with a cherry in it I'd I love to see that kid get drunk, but that's just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I would I, I actually have felt they've underutilized that kid in the series. I, I really think that there's a good spark there on screen when she's with Lucifer and things like that. And I just think she's underutilized. Yeah. No, you know what? It's It makes sense that Lucifer wouldn't acknowledge her as a child because he doesn't understand childhood at all. He has no frame of reference with childhood. So the mm-hmm. kid is drawn to him. Because this is a person that doesn't treat her like a child. He's not talking down I, to her. He's giving her shit, but everybody gives her. Everybody gives her shit. She's a kid, you know what I mean? Right, right. Like he's 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 kind of treating her like he treats everyone else, which has got to be strange to her. Yeah. Okay. I give it a C minus. C. B. I give it. A... I liked all his feels. He he got all the feels. I know he's been slowly but surely getting them. But like the you know the piano and everything, there were feels there. There was that, but I'm just I'm tired of the procedural stuff. I agree. I'm tired. No, of I agree. The, I, this the, wasn't too bad procedural though. And that whole story with him and the corrupt cop and all oh, that. Oh yeah, that's gotta and go. I even hate the whole thing between the the good angel who I can't remember his name and and the bad cop that he yeah. brought back. Yeah, to make life. your play. Make your I, play. I, you I, obviously I, want I, Lucifer dead. All of that. It's <laughs> yeah. Like, right. It, it but, is a little nerve-wracking. I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah but I like I this, but like you said, better than I liked the last two, three weeks, definitely. But it just don't... Like, there's no motivation with the lady cop. Like, even her no. going to see Lucifer, there's no... There's just no sense of why does she care about what Lucifer thinks. Like there's, there's always been chemistry, but and she's something that she that we don't know yet. She can't be purely human, or she wouldn't be able to block him so effectively. For a moment, I was thinking that it was going to turn out she was his daughter. Could be. I, I'm thinking well, she's no, a but, or something like but that. Or now yeah. he's met her mother. True. Mm-hmm. He can't. Hey. Yeah. yeah, that was like the only the only uh, part of that show I liked was her her uh, mom. Oh, that was yeah. awesome. But I'm just saying is if he had, you know, he would have remembered. Mm-hmm. Or she would Listen, would've... I I I would the show is I think what hurts it also is that it's on TV. Like if yeah. you're going to go Lucifer, I'd have gone Lucifer. Like I'd have had it that she came in and saw him have sex with her mom. That's 
That would be amazing. Because he just has no sense and no moral compass. So right. when he does that it, it, it bothers episodes, her. Though, but he he is he does have a moral compass now. It was they, a misstep to be on a network just like. But I, I kind of would have had him go darker quick. Like I would have had him no, go I darker, agree. and it, it would have taken longer for him to kind of get it. Like it, it wouldn't. And then first of all, I would have. There's no bonding between him and no. the. No, and the cop. I just that. don't get anything from them. No. Yeah. They don't. I don't think they have good chemistry together. No. So no, not, don't not get like it at all. And even, I've seen even her. in the scene where she. I'm sorry, Daryl. Even in the scene where she was drunk at the end and kind of throwing herself at him and stuff, like she was supposed to be all loose and like kind of flirty and stuff. I didn't feel anything there either. I'm just like, man, there's they just don't have any chemistry together. No. The like she's been on another show, uh, Chicago Fire. And she played. Um, she was. She was a lesbian, and her uh, roommate. He was a ladies' man. They had a lot of chemistry together. Like they argued, they fought, they really, they loved each other like brother and sister. But there was a sense of like I've seen her play a character where she gets along with another male character to the point where they're they're really bonding. Like I've yeah. seen her do that. Like drink beers with him and all that kind of stuff. You get none of that with her and and Lucifer. Like I would love to see her hang out with him in a strip club, and like give me something that they that she's not just the standoffish cop. Like what is different about her than about anybody else? Like it would have been kind of cooler if she was more of a tomboy kind of cop, where little like she wasn't so prudish. Because it because that whole thing of being prudish is really boring. With this, right. like, how many times can, yeah, can she roll her eyes because another woman wants to be with Lucifer? Like, it's getting. To oh, the that Lucifer! Where... He said something shocking again. Yeah, it's like it's really getting. It it really gets. The whole tired. dinner scene was like that. It was just like he's. Yeah. Just I'm just like, come on! This has been his whole deal for the whole series. Now have her be a good cop and have her be a cop that doesn't care about this. Look, she's seen more yeah. stuff being a cop. She's seen more terrible things than the average person because she's a she's a police she's done murders she's dealt with murders you shouldn't be that prudish about regular stuff that that club shouldn't have you all nervous and rolling your eyes every five minutes like it just didn't it just didn't it doesn't come off as that so it's like why would you write her as a as a a cliche when you could have you know made her more likable to us as the audience, and and make her to the point where I could see Lucifer fall in love with her. Like right. make her so cool that I can understand why. But that, I think that's why they're trying to to hint that she's something else, though. That it's not just her outside facade. That there's something that she is that she's hiding. That because of who he is, it, he he's getting something from her that we can't see. Like regardless of the walls that we're seeing put up and the non chemistry. There's something that she's hiding. There's or something that she doesn't know either. That that's just my theory. I could be wrong. And I well, and that. I'm I'm really thinking that they just had a false start, bad start with okay. this whole thing with the husband, and yeah. it, it's detracted from it. And I'm totally. thinking that once they wrap that up and get past it, if the show survives, I don't even know if it's been said for another season or not, but. You know, maybe that chemistry will build it because I just feel like every time they're kind of pushing them towards something that there's chemistry, 
then there's a scene with Detective Douche, and it just it detracts. It's she just, even called him that this episode. Yeah, yeah. I've been calling yeah. him that for a while. <laughs> well, we've been calling that forever. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, oh my god, they heard our podcast. Yeah, I totally. Yes. And it's not even like, and then they don't even give you a real thing with her and the cop, the That's Detective true. Douche. Like, it's I get nothing from from him either like he is he really a bad 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 cop or is he uh like what is the deal with him like well really don't something even... with that actor too his name i can't remember his name but i mean the only time that i i've seen him in a lot of stuff in the last few years true blood is the only, thing i remember the last. that this i was gonna say the first thing i remember him in was true blood and that was probably the the only performance of his or character that i actually felt you know, it, there was realism to him. Mm-hmm. The rest of the stuff I've seen him in, he's played soldiers and all kinds of other right. things. He's just a, he's he's just there, right. and he just doesn't add to it. And so I don't know, but yeah, because of the writing. I mean, that that goes to how he he played when he plays TV characters. They just he usually gets hired to play just the vanilla one type note, character, the one like note. Right. Yeah, yeah. He's either the boyfriend, the husband, or the jerk uh, coworker. Like that's okay. it. Like or the boss that nobody likes. Like the pretty yeah. boy boss that that gets on the nerves of the protagonist in the in the story. But when he was in True Blood, because it's written, it's a darker yeah. show. They can take more chances. They fleshed him out. Like you know, he was a nurse. He he delved into magic. He like they gave him things to do, so he can do it. He can be a good actor it's just the the right. material it's coming from the material because i've seen these actors do better with other things right so it's not their fault it's just they just haven't really put that fire into this story i don't think they really thought about it and fleshed it out like they should have for this it's hurting the show like I, I they got something here and it could be something but i don't know man it's just not you know the writing yeah. is just not there for this season yet well, and here's the thing, too, is I didn't even realize this till I read something the other day when I was looking up, but um, I don't know if you saw the show Almost Human, but yes, that was Fox. And I, I really enjoyed that, but it suffered, too, from just the continuity or the flow of the whole season was just off from episode to episode. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't I just read this. I didn't know the showrunner from that is the showrunner on Lucifer. And, you know, if Fox felt that it didn't run well with that, I just, I'm kind of surprised that because I'm seeing a lot of the same things. I really liked almost human and they had something there and Mm -hmm. they just didn't play it out well. And, it cost and and I'm seeing the same pattern with this and and now it makes sense because it's the same showrunner. Oh, and they t- he take he's just taking too long. When you have something like this where you you only get so many episodes to really to really pull in an audience, I just don't think he's utilizing that uh, no. as, as well as he should. Well, more of a, something to grab and mm-hmm. into the story a little more than what he's been doing here, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to uh, The Flash, Season 2, Episode 17, Flashback. Or, or make dumb mistakes, Barry. Go ahead. <laughs> or yeah. Barry's not-so-smart plan. Can we just call it dope? <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> like that. It's clear. It's concise. Okay. They're all bummed out about Zoom there in Team Flash, and Barry's trying to figure out a way to, to go f- uh, faster without Velocity 9. And uh, he, you know, he's kind of stumped and, uh, and confused by it. So then he, uh, we're having dinner with Iris and Wally and, and Joe. Uh, Wally says something that kind of gives him a flash of inspiration. He comes back to the Team Flash and says, how about I go back in time, learn, uh, the, learn the speed formula, from, or uh, how to enhance my speed force from Eobard Thawne, go back in time for like six hours, and then come back and maybe you know I'll be able to increase my speed. Can can we pause? Where Absolutely. the f did he get that idea? Exactly. I don't know. Like the exactly. Dumbest I'm like, idea what? Ever. I uh, thought I thought that they were just he was coming out with that, and then the team was going to brainstorm it into a good idea. Right, but like that, Nal player. That didn't happen. <laughs> That's not good. Like, well, why did I, why did this not get naysayed down? Come on. What I thought is, I thought, you know what? We need to find. He, I know he must have written down the formula for this. You know, like some type of formula for the speed force. We should find it. Let's go and see if we can activate this computer. Right. Something like that. Check like all I, the hard drives. Check the hard drives it's or something. Be on something somewhere. But your idea is what? Like you. <laughs> already done like we've already established every time you go back there's a the the show has established this more than once there is a price to pay every time you go back every time this happens i want to throw a ray bradbury book at his freaking head (laughs) yes okay i mean thing is it's it's not so much that it came out as an idea because i could see that to a point that that might be something that comes up, but that's the first place he went to. <laughs> yeah, like, oh. how you get there all of that that fast? Like, boy, has this escalated quickly. So uh, they decided to go ahead with their plan for uh, Barry to go back in time and uh, try to uh, learn what he can in six hours. Oh, my God. From Eobard Thawn. I know. It's just like, it's just like le- levels of dumb. Mm-hmm. On this plan. So. Um, he shows up right about the time that season one Barry is taking in the Pied Piper. Uh, sure. Hartley. Mm-hmm. Um, who was the protege of Professor Wells. Uh, he pulls his season one self aside and has like a quick altercation with himself. <laughs> and then knocks himself out. Right. Now right. let's stop here for a second. Which is emblems. Because both of these people are Barry, right? One's a year ago, Barry, and Barry mm-hmm. here. So, so Barry yeah. knows Barry, right? It's, there's <laughs> right. no confusion as to Barry no. knowing himself. No. So how does he not realize he's going to metabolize that quickly? He's the Flash. He's not going to be out that as long as you think he's going to be out. Oh, and let me add into that. You established in Supergirl... Barry thinks better than that. Like he's not dumb like that. So wouldn't right. you think he exactly. would say to he would run and he'd tap Barry and he'd go, Look, Barry, I'm you from the future. And then let's test me real quick. Let's get this over real fast so we don't have to go through this later on in the episode. So ask me a question right here. I'm gonna answer all your questions. You can't tell anybody that I'm you know, like I'm from the future because it'll change things. This is what's gonna, you know, like it'll make things worse. So just let me go. Let me get some answers about something, and then I'll be out. Well, here's Work the other thing, thing too, right? 
he 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 subdues himself, right? He brings in Hartley. They put him in the pipeline, and he immediately changes history. <laughs> oh yeah! Like, immediately, he's like, right he put there. him in there, and he, he remembers on purpose. He remembers how yeah. Hartley broke out of the pipeline before by using the yeah. things implanted in his ear, and then he tips Cisco off him to figure out how to scan for that and, and account for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, immediately, it's like when you know, it's like when Wells told him, "Oh no, when you go to Earth two, you're gonna see a lot of strange shit." You know, don't. Don't mess with anything, you know? And immediately, that's what he did, you know? So it's like right. exactly the opposite of what he did. He's the reason why we can't have any nice timelines. He is, yeah, he is legit the reason. No, seriously, it was all in there in that Bradbury book, I threw it at your head, Barry. Yes, you outran it. <laughs> you should have, no. You absolutely should not have. Yeah. Well, and and I, I watched Supergirl and Flash back-to-back, like right one right after the other, and... Yeah. It was such a, like Jim said, such a stark contrast. What? what? They I was like, I thought you were going to have a crossover where it all kind of made sense in tone. No. 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 Absolutely no. not. Because no. what would have made more sense is if when he ran back, he fell into the past first. And then uh, yeah. and had to go to the past and then had to work his way back to his present. From Supergirl's place back to his. Right. And, yeah. it, and you wouldn't have to tie it. You wouldn't have to tie it too much. All you can do is just say, "Oh, I, you know, I'm trying to. I made a mistake and went to another universe, and I have to try to get my way back to my present time." Quick, quick explanation and done. Like, and then, and, and... well, no, I think they're going to have that happen later on Flash. I think that his whole thing is going to happen, maybe even next season, to where he, where the actual thing we saw in Supergirl happens. Uh, Barry's about to try to broach the subject of the speed formula with Wells, but a time wraith shows up. Looks like a ring wraith. Or like a, totally. a mentor. Or the mentor, yeah. Um, the wraith or the comic. Or, uh-huh. or the comic covers. Sorry about that. But or, there's, there's a lot of comic covers of... Um, Blackest Night. Yeah, Blackest Night. But even before yeah. that, of the okay. of, of yeah. a, like a wraith-like flash, like he's his spirit of Barry Love floating. It. I like do I've seen love it many when, times. Uh, what their reaction to Barry knowing Harry Potter and then him going, "Yeah, wait, yeah. there were movies." <laughs> yeah, the race attacks the police station, uh, snooping around Barry's lab and his conspiracy conspiracy theory corkboard. Barry arrives on the scene. You know, the the thing is gone, but he sees Eddie Thawne alive again, and he kind of cons Eddie into doing a video for Iris. That was good. That we see later in the episode. Yeah, he thought about it. That was her. sweet. Oh, that was like, didn't that kind of like make you wish you could do that for everybody you've lost? Just speed back in time and get them to record something. So when kinda. you're in your worst mood, you could just play that shit. Yeah, kind of. Man, bastards. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Barry goes back to Star Labs and tries to play off the time rates or whatever. Right. But Wells has caught on to Barry. Yeah, yeah uh, just he, like the other real Wells told him he would. Yep. Seriously, he's like, no. I'll about. Yeah. So why wouldn't he believe him? No. Dummy. Do they not? <sighs> oh. Did they not have Back to the Future in this universe? That's what I was wondering. I was like, is because this I'm just like, they, I'm like, you couldn't. Doc quote, Brown like, would be having effect? a heart attack right now. <laughs> well, he told Barry. That. Barry, what are you doing, Barry? This was the last crossover went with. Uh, Arrow, where he made a big deal about telling uh, Oliver 
when you go back in time, he even got into an argument with Cisco right. about it. True. When I go back in time, there's always a price to pay. He said it himself. Like, how do you forget what you said? Like, why you do they said not have this. the butterfly effect playing in Star Labs like 24 7? That's my question. Yeah. He almost yeah, or lost. Or at least some Huey Lewis in the news, you know, something to remind <laughs> yes! you of the rules yes! of time travel. You don't fuck with the past. You don't. You cannot. Nothing good can happen from this. Time stand. Anyway, he knocks out Barry and locks him in the secret room, and he demands some answers. All right. Uh, it's cool to see uh, Kavanaugh back as Evil Wells. Even though we that, get him anyway. That was well, yeah, but he's not. It's a different. I mean, he plays. It's amazing though. Yeah, yeah it, I like that. that it feels like it's two different people, and it's it not. does. Yeah, yeah so. way much more than when uh, Caitlin was Killer Frost. Way more. So I was right. like, oh, that's a nice outfit on Caitlin. But <laughs> yeah, right. just her hair and makeup. Her hair and makeup were amazing. For sure, but it was just, that's not a character, as it turns out. He tells Thawne he's from the future. He's come back looking for the answer to the Speed Force equation. By the way, when they show the equation or part of it on the the, the uh, dry erase board, did you recognize that, Daryl? Which one? Say it again. The speed equation. What about it? It was Johnny Quick's equation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like 3YZ... It's whatever the formula was that Johnny Quick would have to say. Out I've been waiting for this since she since um, yeah. Wells brought over his daughter. I've right. been waiting for when this equation is going to come up because that's every time they've had since the waterfall, like when he tried to to speed over the the uh, the uh, waterfall back in the a couple of episodes ago, and he keeps talking about he has to up his speed. I keep waiting for him to. To get the speed equation, like for, right. you know, I keep waiting for him to unleash it so that he could totally tap into the speed force to the point where he can control it. Well, here's the part that, that got me about this. I mean, as you know, we already talked about how stupid the plan was or whatever. Mm-hmm. He tells Thawne he's from the future, right? Yep. He right. tells me he's looking for the equation, but Thawne kind of freaks out. He says, If Barry could come back, it must mean that Thawne failed, right? So Thawne almost kills him, but Barry's like, Look, you no, know, you made it home. But when you did, you formed a singularity, and I had returned to stop the singularity, okay? You know, Thawne uh, threatens to kill him again, and then Barry says he's written a letter to himself mm. that will give away who Thawne is to him, uh, you know, if he, you know, doesn't go back in the six hours uh, time. Now that was the smartest thing he did all episode. If he really but, did, I thought if, it was yeah, a bluff. Yeah, I think it was you know? just a bluff, yeah. yeah. But a good lie, a good bluff. Here's the thing, though. If Thawne... Did his dirty or whatever, and then uh-huh. got out of there and went back to the the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did there? And what would he care if there was a singularity? Why right. would he give a crap? Why would he help Barry help himself? You know, this is no heavy. idea. He would just let him die in a singularity. I mean, he doesn't care. He made it back to his timeline. No idea. Yeah, but would he make it back to his timeline if he didn't first help Barry? Will that change something too? Would he make it there? But then that. Singularity tears through and yes. that's you know what, what the that's what I assumed. Yes, the only thing that would have made sense is if Barry stole his costume, his time absorbing costume, and hid it somewhere and and told them if you I'll destroy it if you don't help me figure this thing out. And then when that you do, I'll let sense. you have it because that's something he that's something that really pertains to him. Like without that suit, he can't yeah, go back. True. So. 
that's something concrete that you can hold on to that would be a motivation for him to help him, even though he would hate it. But this whole thing, like, I, it just, you know, I don't know. Right. Was, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, the race shows up at Star Labs uh, as soon as they have this conversation. They spring to action, and uh, the only one who's able to do anything to the race is Hartley with his uh, a sonic, sonic frequency mm-hmm. gauntlets. Uh, uh, they end up locked up uh, in the pipeline, Cisco, Caitlin, and Hartley. And thank God, Cisco turns off, never going to give you up, that he had playing it over and over again. I was, I was digging that. <laughs> oh, yeah. They rickrolled us. That's pretty cool. They realize that Barry is a common denominator of the race appearances. Thawne, I mean, they, they really have no way to stop this wraith. So he goes to, Barry goes to, you know, uh, investigate the appearance at the, at the CCPD. He comes up empty-handed. Um, oh, I'm sorry, this is when he uh, has Eddie tape the thing for Iris, not earlier. Um, Barry goes back to Star Labs to find other Barry there. <gasps> Too many berries. And no locks on doors. Uh, Cisco like, call, is calling them an imposter, and then the other one an imposter. That was pretty funny. Yeah. That's kind of cute. He's like, no, you <laughs> He's bad at this. <laughs> he He's totally terrible. He was terrible. Yeah. Wells explains that the one Barry is from the future, but that's all he says. You know, he keeps the details to a minimum to avoid a disruption in the timeline. He begrudgingly hands Barry a uh, flash drive with the information on tachyon enhancement, but in return he wants Barry to go home. And season two, Barry happily agrees. And before he goes, he tells Cisco that Hartley knows where Ronnie is. And then informs the rest of the team that they'll have about Purposely a year. Purposely messing with time again. Again, mm-hmm. yeah. And then he tells the rest of the team that they'll have a year to figure out how to stop the time wraith. Um, so Barry runs and he has the time wraith right on his back. Uh, the wraith has his hands on Barry's shoulder. He starts to like drain the life force out of Barry. Because uh, Cisco's uh, the contraption to stop the wraith doesn't work. But uh, Hartley comes and saves the day. Friendly and cordial instead of mean. And uh, Hartley's a buddy now. He's not a, um, a an enemy. Mm. I guess it's the only thing that we've seen that really happened that from Barry messing with the timeline. This was oh, totally an episode. There's a lot. Well, this is totally the episode where they pretty much set it up where they can change things that they want down the line. Like this. Well, is this, this leading good. to a crisis type thing? It could. <laughs> it uh-huh. could. And also, it can. T- it can. What? Crisis on what? I'm confused. On infinite Earths. Oh, that kind of crisis. I was confused. Oh, oh. <laughs> Let's not go throwing around the C word just yet, yeah. okay? But it could. I didn't do it. It could. I just, I it could. I'm just saying, yeah, but let's not. But it's a good way for the writers to yeah. any little things that they might not have liked that they wrote for the first season that they might have thought differently now that they're in yeah. this season. Well, I like the Hartley being an ally thing. I'd like to see him be part of Team Flash. That'd right. Cool. Right. But, yeah. I think yeah, was, but yeah, I also, I also wonder what effect this is going to have on as in conjunction with Sarah training back in the fifties on Legends when we get to later with Roz. I wonder what kind of effect this is going to have on Arrow, as far as things changing from the past. So The Flash, episode 17, flashback. I don't know what to give this because it was a cool episode, but that was the dumbest idea ever. The dumbest episode. I'm going to go see. 
Yeah, yeah, I have to go see for I this. guess I have to too because I'll, I'll go see plus. I'll there you go, yay! All the ideas in all the world to go with that was the worst. This felt like filler, just to bide their time for the yeah next week right when on. they uh, run into Zoom. Mm-hmm. I guess next week is going to be a Zoom centric episode. I always just assumed that Flash would just enter the speed force and just get faster. Like I didn't know that it would. He would have to do something external to get that to get that power, right? Because he did it like he's done it before. Like every he's had a challenge, he he's been able to to push himself to the point where he gets faster. And I thought that that would just continue. I did too. But it seems you know, like they're at a point where now nah, you're not gonna get no faster. You know what though, Barry, when he does this and things change, he's the only one that knows the change. Mm-hmm. So what if now that he's effed up the timeline so bad, what if instead he now has the formula, he now has the key, and go back in time and stop yourself from doing all this stupid shit like he like he obviously went back and stopped himself from um, saving his mother? I think that time race is kind of the deterrent for that. Yeah, that's the key. That's that a good point. I didn't hold. think of that. Yeah. That's to keep that on hold. I think he'll get to the point where he can he can go to different worlds now. Next, I think that yeah. time rate is kind of like you know now now this isn't Legends of Tomorrow. Don't get mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, you can't <laughs> keep doing this. Yeah, this this can't be a thing this, you do every once couple, a couple season maybe. Because the first thing you're gonna think is, well, if you can just go back and change stuff, then hey, why don't you just go back and and flip it every time? Uh, go back to where Zoom well, comes in. Yeah. yeah. Zoom yeah. Pull, Pull zoom halfway through the portal and the portal. Well, on him, you know? and I, I like that they kind of have the whole repercussions of almost like time is messing back. I don't know if any of you are watching um, uh, 11-22-63 on Hulu. A little bit. I saw the pilot. Yeah. Well, then you saw the whole thing about, um, you know, the, the more you mess with time in the past, the more the past is going to push back. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think that we're seeing some of that with what's going on here. So right. uh, it's interesting. But at the same time, it's still, why would Barry go right to that idea? Of all the ideas to have, that would not be the first. Because he's think. never been able to fool this dude. Let's move on to The Arrow. Season 4, Episode 17. Are we skipping iZombie? Uh, Jerry doesn't do iZombie, so we do it last. I don't know if you've ever listened to the show, Chubb. Have you ever been on before? But, uh, when we do the show, we always put iZombie last, because Jerry doesn't listen. I thought maybe she'd come to her senses. I want to check out the show sometime. It's pretty good, you know? We have this one guy on there who's kind of a chauvinist, but everybody else is cool. I wouldn't say Daryl's a chauvinist. Jerry's got, there's been two more DC TV shows added, and Jerry's got five puppies to take and you also have to remember, usually when Jerry's on, I, it's because I'm not on. That's true. That's true. So, you don't listen when... when... Apparently why, not. Why, why, would I, why would I subscribe to this show? I live it. Wow. Wow, it's like that, huh? It just got dark. It really <laughs> did. It really yeah, did. I'm not sensing the bro love here, too. Wow. wow. Yeah. Are you a sexist? Just tell the truth. <laughs> I'm a reform sexist. Okay. That's, Season I think... four, episode 17. Yeah. Arrow. <laughs> Beacon of Hope is the name of the episode. It's uh, it the Beacon of the Bee Man. That's what I wanted to call it. Attack of that the Bee Man. Yes. Oh my God, was that lame or what? 
the or you could really call it Felicity. Would you stop playing? You know you're getting back with Oliver. I was like, how long we gotta wait? Gosh. Right. Felicity wow. in Die Hard. Oh my goodness. So uh, I don't know. I think we could call it Hot Girl in a Fetish Gear. I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of hot. I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead. Well. Yeah. I need a moment. Oh. Come on, imagine it. So arrow. Fighting, there was a helmet. Come on. All right. Arrow. An arrow. Uh, oh yeah, we, that's true. We get uh, 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 Emily Kinney as the, the bug eyed bandit or the queen bee or whatever they call her, Brie Larvin in this. She was on I, Flash. I was glad to see her back. Yeah, she was originally on the Flash villain, a Flash villain from the season one episode, uh, All Star Team Up, which featured Felicity in it actually. Um, in that episode, but uh, she is back. I I can't help but think of her as Beth from The Walking Dead. Yeah, because every time I see her, that's why I think she's gonna break. Yeah, it. but it's I I, kinda, song. I thought it was fun. I I was glad she was back. She uh, sets her sights on Palmer Tech and holds the company's board hostage. Dun dun dun! Demanding the Felicity uh, hand over the biochip that allows Felicity to walk. That's kind of embedded in her back, right? Yup. So I don't think they're beginning to when she, When the first board member dies, when the bees come out of him, <laughs> we never saw one go into him. No. So no, but, where did um, it go? I'm just saying is is it must have found another way to get in him than his mouth. So what? Well, I don't, don't <laughs> want to ask she that. Was saying, well, um, Curtis uh, says later that they're like microscopic larvae as well. Remember, because they burrow into oh, yeah. arrow, and there's like oh a bunch. yeah, I forgot about yeah, that. Bust yeah. out the the black canary Sonic scream to break them out of him or bust them out or whatever. Oh, I still look so silly when she does that scream. Oh my gosh. It doesn't. It doesn't look any better, does it? No, oh. it, it, no, it just looks oh. silly. Curtis got sent home with the cold, but um, when when uh, she he sees what's going on. He decides to head back uh, down there, but he heads into the former campaign office to find some help from Felicity and stumbles into the secret lair of the Green Arrow. <laughs> the yeah. best kept I'm secret in whoops. all of TV. Uh-huh. Whoops. It's one thing when people who know who you are keep coming down there unannounced, but Oops. now, come on. So if more people um, found their way into Star Labs... Security mm-hmm. or error security. We don't need no locks. I guess not. I guess not. No, we don't need that. So Curtis finds himself face to face with an unmasked arrow, canary, and Spartan, and he kind of faints. Yeah. Um, Oliver is still brooding from his breakup with Felicity, of course. Felicity mm-hmm. is not on the team anymore. Good fight scenes, though. When yeah, they, yeah. When they're sparring, the four of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was good. He's getting in Diggle's face. He's like, oh, what'd you cut your six-mile run down to two or three miles? He's like, dude, I got a toddler. Back the hell off. I was like, yeah, you tell him, Diggle. That's why you cut your six-mile down uh, run down to two, right, Jim? Because you got the yeah, of toddlers to take mm-hmm. care of. So of yeah. That's why. And I'm only doing two marathons this week instead of yeah. So That's right. Uh, Curtis wakes up, and he is uh, taking the role of Felicity in this episode by doing all the hacking and tech stuff uh, as kind of a temp almost for Felicity, who is trapped in the building with Thea and her mom, who's being no help. 
Uh, Curtis assumes control of a bee and clears the path right. for Oliver, Laurel, and Diggle. Uh, they make their way outside, but a swarm of bees turns into a humanoid foe. He, uh, yeah, he turned into, into a bee uh, man. He turned into Yellow Jacket. <laughs> he turned into well, I've seen that kind of design as a hive agent in the comic. Yeah, yeah, like it still looked like Yellow Jacket, but yeah, it looked very much I, like Yellow Jacket. I thought it was kind of cool. I thought it was pretty weak sauce. Yeah. Um, on the uh, ensuing fight, Oliver gets stung by one of the bees, and the bee is like they bring Ollie back to base. The bee is like spread its microscopic larvae all through. Oliver, and the only way to get rid of it is for Canary to scream at him for some reason. And then uh, Curtis doing some wisecracking causes Oliver to go off on him mm-hmm. after he just saved his life. Yeah, he got pissed. And I'm like, dude, hey man, I know it's not Felicity, but back off. Dude. Yeah, bring it down. Yeah. All I'm saying is that his jimmies, they were rustled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I kind of get it, though. I mean, if, you know... If I was with Felicity and then lost her, it'd be pretty devastating. Uh, Felicity is trapped, like I said, with Thea and her mom. Her mom is, like, all up in her face about the whole thing. Oliver. Mm -hmm. But she's trying to figure out a way out of there. Uh, They grab some of Curtis's communication devices, the T-spheres that we've seen, and uh, head into the secret elevator. They blow a hole through the wall using one of the, the devices. They get the board members out. And Thea and Felicity face off against Bree. Queen Bree, I guess. <laughs> Call her. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, Add that to the list. She, this is where... Um, this is where, She even has a thing, you know, this is why we let Cisco name the, the villains or whatever. Uh, yeah, I thought that was good. Uh, this is where Bree explains to um, Felicity that she has uh, cancer in her spine and uh, she needs the biochips so she can walk around. Or else she's gonna end up in a wheelchair. Curtis comes up with a, a arrow that will hack the bees. I can't believe I just said that. Yes, you did. Oh, man. Oh. Let me write that down. Okay. I had that. That had that. Hack the bees. The hack them bees. And uh, they end up uh, facing off against Bee Man in in <laughs> Bee Man. I don't know what else to call him. What do you call I him? Know. I did not know. <laughs> yeah. oh, Bee Man. Hive Hive Man Swarm. I know the. There's a Marvel villain that's a swarm of bees, just called Swarm. Yeah, it's a swarm. Uh, it's like a cloak with a hive of bees around it or whatever. You know, they fight Bee Man, and uh, the, the the bee adapts or something, and the hacking arrow doesn't work. And finally, Felicity like busts the end of uh, of a uh, a light bulb off a light a light lampstand. And shocks the, the hell out of the bee dude. They all return to base, and uh, Oliver uh, apologizes to Curtis for snapping at him. Curtis goes home to his husband, and you know, kind of half lies to him about where he's been. And uh, he says, "Terrific." At the end, I'll see. <laughs> yeah. Pitching that. All right then. Um, Thea and Felicity clean up the mess in Felicity's office. Mm-hmm. And then you know, Felicity's like, I'm done. You know, I'm out of here. I'm going to stick with, uh, I'm going I'm to stick with Palmer Tech. I'm not going to, I'm not going back to the team ever, which we all know is crap. Yeah, you know it. Felicity will be back in an episode or two. Uh, then we cut to Damien Dark. He's still behind bars. Um, Malcolm Merlin comes by to let him know, hey, we're going to do that Project Genesis thing without you, buddy. Sorry, bye. And uh, he's about to get killed. 
by three dudes. But it turns out the one dude in the middle is Michael Amar, who comic readers might know as Murmur. He has his mouth sewn shut. Right. Just like Murmur in the comics. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's basically doing Dark's dirty work because Dark uh, knows where his grandmama lives. I swear it's almost like they, the person who wrote this episode talked to the Daredevil people when they were writing their episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And they kind of traded like, hey, we can do something similar. I don't know who was first or whatever because they, they all film this stuff, you know, way in advance. But it just was so funny how similar this was to, uh, to Daredevil and Kingpin. Uh, Merlin calls out uh, on an old friend of Dark's for assistant, his ace in the hole, Andy Diggle. Dun dun dun! Apparently not so <laughs> Yeah, who didn't see that coming? Yeah, I know. It was just a matter of time. Yeah. Now, would have been cool is if it was the the uh, the police commissioner. Like, what if Damien put a suggestive thing in his brain or something, like hypnotize right. him or whatever? Right. He doesn't even know that he's a double agent. That would be cool. That would have been cool because you wouldn't see that coming. You know, it would have been something different. Or if it was Felicity and they did something to her. That's why Felicity doesn't want to be part of the team anymore. Exactly. She doesn't even realize it. Like, if they did something to her. But to make it the brother, it's like, who else could it possibly be? It had to yeah, be. It was only a matter of time. Yeah, it had to be the brother. Because they've done nothing else with the storyline since the last time he was on the show. I refuse to acknowledge the flashbacks this episode. Yeah, nothing. I'm not even going right to talk you. about it. I'm not even going to talk about it. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. I think it's best if we just gloss over it. Yeah, let's I mean, gloss over it. Behind us, right? There was a flashback. There you go. Yeah. No, no, just say it like it should be said. There's an unnecessary flashback as per usual. Yes. There you go. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay, I give this episode... Oh, I don't know. I see. I guess... I'm gonna go D. I shook my head too many times. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I can do D with this as well. Like, damn, stop making me shake. It wasn't my head. as bad as last week's Arrow, but it wasn't no. much better. That's why but I only this, this show could have this episode could have not come on, and I bet you wouldn't affect the the next episode after I this. Think about that. Like, what 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 happens exactly? What do we get accomplished in this piece? I don't know. Because Felicity is still broken up with Oliver. Big fucking deal. It's just a she's, matter of time. We're not she's buying it. Still off the team. Whatever. Uh, Damien Dark is still in prison. Yep. Um, that's it. I mean, everything is basically. Curtis got the Tempest Felicity for a day. Right, right. Kurt, only difference is Curtis knows. Yeah, Curtis knows about Team Arrow, about team Arrow now. That's mm. it. It was only a matter of time on that, too. Yeah, he would have found out eventually anyway. Yeah, that could have been a two-minute scene the next episode. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm rare with you. Okay. Let's move on to Legends of Tomorrow. Uh... No. <laughs> Not from that. I don't want to. Yeah, uh, do we have to? This is one episode nine, Left Behind. Can um, I left Ray behind? So Sarah, Ray, and Kendra get left behind in time. Okay, and they're stuck. And after about I don't know a couple of months, Sarah's like, "I'm out of here, dudes. They're not coming back for us." Ray Kendra. I mean, Ray keeps trying to use. It kind of reminded me of that one episode of Star Trek where Spock is trying to build the communicator out of like old 1950s parts or whatever. Oh yeah. You remember that? We had to wear like yep. the ski cap on his head, or else everyone would see his Vulcan ears. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, it reminded me of that. Ray Palmer is like trying to build a time beacon. Ugh. To let the wave rider know 
that it made are, me think of Doc Brown back in time with the big circuits fixing the time machine. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. That. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you know, to no avail so far, I guess. But uh, we flash forward two years, and now Ray Palmer is teaching physics in a university uh, in Hub City, I think they said. I think so. I think that's yeah. yeah, they did. It's hard to watch, I'll be honest. Yeah, and uh, Kendra, <laughs> Kendra is his loving wife, uh, who's a librarian there now. Oh, they're and... in Harmony Falls, which I call racist, ple- racist Pleasantville. Cinema, <laughs> 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 right? And they're having their yeah. pleasantries yeah. together, and they're out on the lawn. Uh, it's their two-year uh, being stranded anniversary or something, and uh, he gives her a present of the time beacon. They're going to destroy it together. And just as they go to destroy it, and just as he's about to propose marriage to her, guess what happens? Let's go ahead, see. guess. The, ship the rescued falls, the away uh, team comes, or they, yes. they, they finally yeah, they teleport the away team. Off and they, get, <laughs> yes. they get pulled back, okay? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, uh, the Kronos uh, attacked them last episode and stole uh, Snart away. Yeah, if that's not a giveaway, I don't know what it is. So we, we have this whole sequence where Snart is chained up on Kronos' ship, mm-hmm. and Kronos turns out to be McRory. No. Wave. You don't say. Here's, all right. <laughs> Nick needed to explain his explaining better. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, Nick's explaining does, was for does. crap, okay? I was left on the yeah. ground for first of all, I first of all, well, First of all, he left him where? In a forest in Russia, right? He yes. left him in the forest in Russia. Yes. He could have easily found food. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah. I had to live by strangling rats. I'm like... Yeah, you were not left, left in a wasteland. You. No, he didn't well, leave you in a dungeon or something. He was stat in the swamp or some crap? Shut up. You know, and all this crap. And he's like... <laughs> And he's like, the Time Masters took me in and killed me a million times and a thousand times, trained me for this and that. And I'm like, okay, but that you doesn't still... explain yeah. A, if, you, you know, if you're that conditioned, why would you save Snart? B, if you're that kind of conditioned, why don't you just wipe everyone out when you're on the board of the ship? You know, yeah, why, not... why are you doing this with Snart if you aren't Mick Rory? Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're I... not that skilled as a fighter. Any better than you were been. before. No, they said he was no. trained. They said he was trained by the Time Lords. Because he really He didn't, didn't seem like he was. He didn't fight any better than he did before. Got his butt kicked. And, yeah. When he attacked Pandanarbot later, or Nandaparbot later. Yeah, so it didn't even... It didn't. Even, and why would you be that... Like, if they did all that, killed you, brought you back, you went through all that, why are you still mad at Stark? Like... You should be so far away from your old life. If you went through that much conditioning, you, I mean, Snart would be like a distant memory. What you know, why would, yeah, I don't understand that what, at all. What should have happened was, if they really thought about it, you have it that they fight Kronos, the helmet comes off, you realize it's it's Mick. And then the episode is Snark trying to bring him out. like, And then he, he doesn't kill him. Like he, right. he Maybe he captures them and he... He gets ready to kill him, and Snark kind of breaks through some of that programming and brings him back. I actually thought Kronos was going to end up being Rip Hunter. No, I thought like he was going to take off the helmet, and it was going to be Rip Hunter from the future. I tried to stop them from what they were doing, because what they're doing is um, <laughs> you know, affecting too much history or whatever. Well, you saw in the chat when I put that up, because as soon as I... I uh, 
to so telegraph. So us again, I was like, it's got to be, it's got to be Rick. Yeah. You knew they were going to bring him back. I told when you When he turned guys, evil. No way. Yeah, when yeah. he turned evil, I'm like, okay, I get it. It's 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 one of them on the team, like because they kept bro, they kept bringing Kronos back. So many of the, you know, like every other episode, he would come back for a, for a minute to fight. Okay, he's got to be one of these guys. Like either he's going to be the Hawkman, or he's going to be, you know, because he was already dead, or or one of the others. But you know, it just kind of it was all just there, telegraphed. Then his plan was to take Snart back to Central City and. Kill his sister and yeah. fuck him over and over and over right? again. And this is a dude. That was the plan. And, like, you know, it's not like Stark killed him. Stark could have no. easily dusted him back then. You know, and everybody he spared his life. Dead. He spared his life. He left him, you know, in the forest or whatever. But, I mean, it's not like, I don't know. It and if didn't you make kill- any sense. I was, instead of that yeah. reveal being, oh, cool, it was like, WTF, you know? Just... And what does this kill you and bring you back mess? Like, if they kill you and then go and bring you back, then you, you don't remember dying? Exactly. That's why I was trying to figure out when he's going on about they kept killing me over and over again numerous times like, or whatever. I'm just like, you wouldn't remember that. Exactly. So, I don't, I don't, it just didn't make it. And the whole thing with Ray and Kendra, stop typing. Yes, please. What are you doing? Stop it! <laughs> that okay. whole thing with Kendra and and Ray, which is oh, ridiculous, man. He played the hell out of that. There, he's Ray, all Ray's all like, uh, you're, "We're throwing away our lives for the past two oh years." Yeah, blah blah blah. Like you didn't say ten years. You said no. two years. Well, in there... his time, I mean, he he's been wanting to get with her from like the first second he saw her. So maybe in his little rabbit ass mind, and then you know. We we learn later there's a time shift, so you kind of get lost in that world. So that it does end up making sense, but for that moment, it's just dumb. I don't. It's just. It's just dumb. You're right. It was just <laughs> dumb. It's just can't. Like Ray Palmer just done. Like they no, have no, 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 no. I'll tell you what's dumb. What's dumb is thinking you'd be able to sneak into Nanda Parabat. Yeah. Back. What is the yes. point of that? I'm like, okay. There's like you know all there's an old professor and Usher. And like all these, you know, like at Hawk Girl and yeah, like, like and Rip Hunter, like mm-hmm. yeah, like they're they're gonna be able to blend in and sneak into the League of Assassins. Ah, uh-huh. and oh, I don't know, the especially only... when they're bickering. Oh my god, yeah. they're bickering the... in the hallway. And you've never been there before. Like this whole thing of that. This just... goes on the flash list of really crappy plans. Oh my god, yeah, Le- I I hate to say it because I was really digging Legends early on, but it seems to be getting the quality seems to be going down as the show. I just never got into it. It just it just started flawed, and it's just getting more flawed to me. It's just so convoluted. There no nobody's none of the character development is really working. Like Kendra's still kind of in the same place she was. Why you go through the whole thing with White Canary? Like she went through this already. Like she went through the the anger issues and killing, and that was the whole point of her and Kendra. Right, I thought training that was all done. Well, right, we kind like, of get revisited in this episode because the White Canary has gone back to Nanda Parabat. They go to they go to rescue her, but she doesn't want to be rescued. She's in that no. time shift that Jerry was talking about, and she wants to remain faithful to Rayshon Cool. So they. Uh, have, and luckily, Rip Hunter studied League of Assassins law as his masters, uh-huh. or oh, whatever. It's pretty much I mean, law, okay? 
This how is pretty hell, much pirate law, right? How the hell do you get a major in League of Assassins <laughs> law? I don't know. I mean, I don't know what college And why you would to, she but... go back? Like, you, if you went back to that, I thought, if you're going to... assassin again, and then she goes full assassin. Yep. But if you're going to go back to that, wouldn't it, it would have been better if she had taken over the League? Like, she knew how to fight already and all that stuff, so she would have the leg up on everything. Wouldn't she? I mean, you would think you would she think. would. So it, I thought it would be probably would have been cooler if she you go there and you want she winds up taking over the whole damn thing. And then of course she pulls a berry and tells him about his daughter that's not born yet. Right. Yep. I was like, why did she do that? Why? So like, so like you say, Kendra and Sarah start fighting. Kendra's like, you know, I know this isn't you. I know, you know, you can control yourself, blah, blah, blah. And Sarah's like, well, F that. I'm going to, you know, cut you up. And while this is happening, Kronos comes and attacks mm-hmm. Gunda Parabat and just is wasting assassins left and right. The hunter finally talks Rachel Golden to letting them free so they can stop Kronos. Uh, mainly so Firestorm can stop Kronos. Right, right. Uh, they kick his butt. They, uh, Snart makes him take off his helmet. Snart has frozen off his own hand. That's pretty cool. To get out of those handcuffs that that, uh, McElroy put him in. Mm -hmm. So he's standing there holding like a frozen stump of his hand. He's like, take the helmet off, show them. And they all see that it's McElroy. But didn't he crack his hand already? I don't know. But, I mean, we know his hand's going to end up being a cold thing. No, I remember. He cracked, when he froze his hand before he left, the whole reason he got out of the handcuffs was because he smashed the frozen hand so he oh. could take it out of the thing. So how did he get the frozen hand back? Um, flawed continuity. Because that I was like, that's weird. <laughs> Something what? the editors are supposed to Because I thought about it. I said, wait a minute. That the whole scene before it goes to commercial was he smashes that hand. And I then not he paid this much attention. I'm didn't shocked. The, I didn't see the first. I just saw a stump. Yeah. I, I saw, saw like a frozen fist. stump he had like wrapped up or whatever. I saw a fist for a second when he was holding the hand. I mean, up they the show hand. later. They just show the frozen stump later when they grow his new hand back. Yeah. I didn't catch that, but I can't say for certain that it doesn't exist because I have problems watching this show. At this point. I, it was just <laughs> so, I'll be honest. Anyway, do my best. So they they fight Kronos and you know they confront him. They knock off his helmet. And they uh, lock him up in the Wave Rider because they want to reform him. They beat him as a team. They beat him as a team. So dumb. Yes. And Mick is like, I'm going to get out of here and kill you all. And they're they're like, well, we need he's one of our own. Oh, my God. You know, they've known him, what, a total aggregate of like two weeks or something. That made no, 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 no except, for, except for dude grew up with him. But still, he's betrayed. They're, come on. Just cut him loose. Let it go. Well, and especially Kendra and Ray. I mean, oh. they've... Two years haven't had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just makes no sense. They're married. They, they now. got over all this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it just. Well, she admits at the end that she's still in love with them or whatever. They end up like sleeping in the same bed again. You. But, but what I, also doesn't make any sense to me is they never explain why she started to lose her past life. The, the they MC. did. No, they did. They said what there's just something called time shift. He posited that theory, or not yeah. theory, that concept. In and that's yeah. what... Uh, yes, time shift over time in... I think a, I rebooted a, it, and I refused to believe it. Okay. Well, it was, uh, well, no, she's right. They that, why, why else would White Canary be anti them? 
Right. You spend yeah, too much yeah, time right. in this persona, in this different world, and your other life starts to slip away, which actually kind of makes sense yeah. because your other life never happened if this is pre-your time. It would have been kind of cool if, if Barry set off a thing and it went through the other shows. Yeah. Like, if you're really yeah. going to do this, if you're really going to do this, it would be something if Barry's yeah. changing of stuff yeah. fixed. Like, you could have did an event where you could have fixed every... Arrow would have needed this the most because Arrow's had the most problems. With but it. also, yeah. then, why aren't there Dementors left and right in Legends? Maybe there will be. I don't time, know. Uh, time Masters? Because Time Masters. Maybe they have something else. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Time because masters. of the Time Lords. I mean, Time Masters. Masters the same thing, though. I don't know. Because magic... Um, here's another part that really like was WTF for me in this episode. Um, at the end of the episode, um, they're like, uh, uh, Rip is like, well, let's go. Oh, I know where we can find Vandal Savage in 2147. Mm-hmm. He's been keeping this from him this whole time. They could have right. just went straight there. And, and that's, isn't he, isn't that where he's from? Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, they're home. just going to go back to that war zone and go Which back to where he originally right, started yeah. to try to get him? Right. Mm-hmm. That makes what, no sense. What could go wrong, though, Jim? Well, everything. What I didn't understand is why, I mean, I would think for what they're trying to accomplish, the more they keep going further back in time is more their chance to, to get him. And I understand, well, it's not written in history here and there and there, but come on, 4,000 years, there should be a little bit more than a few data points to connect. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And, and. I just, I don't get it, because if you go further back in time, with your technology, a thousand years ago, hell, even 500 years ago, you're going to have more of a leg up on defeating this guy. I mean, because he's at, whenever, whatever time they're at with him, he's only experienced up to that time. He doesn't know. You know, I just, I, I, it, it's starting to really not make sense. I didn't realize no, this I didn't. show was going to completely center oh, around going after Vandal right. Savage. I did it not. Really I thought did. it was going to be part of the connective tissue, but not the whole thing. And I'm just kind of tired of it. And I got to say, this is one of the episodes I've had a little more fun watching, but that's, you know, it's not still terrible. Either. Yeah. Not my favorite. Not my favorite of the CW shows. Uh, um, for the record, White Canary's hair looked fierce. She had it going on. She she is a born assassin. Anytime they show her in the League of Assassins gear, she fits. It's almost like anything else she wears is kind of iffy. So, yeah. Maybe she'll just wear that for the rest of the series. For I'd me. be totally fine with that. Me too. Hawk Girl just wear her leather, leather fetish gear. It'd be perfect. Yeah, with the little helmet. Yeah. Right? I know. I was like, oh. The helmets were really shuts it off, you know. <laughs> That was the highlight of this whole entire right. show for me. Could have been a little cos. It, it was just a little cosplay until the helmet, and then it just like went full cosplay. Sure it did. Yeah, it was just so over the top hokey. I love that they brought your guy back, and maybe that the team didn't kill him, but he was just so. I don't even know. Just, the, he was just like such a blah villain. I the, couldn't even. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't even that. It was just the explanation it was like exactly. not not there at all. Right. It's like oh. Like, really? Oh, That's your explanation? That I stubbed my toe and I sat <laughs> there for days. I had a splinter. 
So Hang now on. I want to I want to kill my could have got infected <laughs> and I want to kill my best friend the guy that I risked my life for well, over countless over. times. So dumb. I just can't. It's like now I want to kill not just him, but I want to kill his sister. Like, so it's wait, our... oh, my my WTF moment was when Captain Loser says, uh, "By my authority as captain, I command you shut up." Yeah. When oh you, yeah. You have no authority. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, you can't, you can't do that. Nobody, come on. There's no my captain, you know, oh captain, my captain moment. Yeah, they me. make Rory an asshole in this. Just sit down. They really do. Also, are they saying that Mixon Kronos the entire time, or he has replaced Kronos at some point? I I thought the entire time. Yeah. Oh, I took it as replaced. Oh, I couldn't tell. I was about to say I might have to watch it again, but then I remembered what I was talking about and realized that's not an option. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. I don't think that was clear at all. Like no, it no. Whether it was and then brainwash. He doesn't mm-hmm. seem brainwashed. He just seems bitter. Yeah, he's. I mean, like I said, if you're brainwashed, time I shift, mean, though. time mm, shifts. Maybe the yeah. only thing he remembered is that last, you know, being abandoned feeling. Even though he didn't get abandoned, he said, "Leave me here." Maybe time shift caused that. I, I don't, don't think that's a, that's pretty iffy. Though. It just seems like they want it both ways. They want him to have this like they little do. vengeance right. thing for mm-hmm. Snart, but they also want him to have been brainwashed into being Kronos, okay. and they don't make sense together. Because he's true. coming off really emotional and hurt, right? And, yeah, like it, to be to be that, then he does remember their right. friendship. So, or maybe he remembers what they fed him when he was brainwashed. Who knows? All right, so I give this episode a C. I give it a C minus. I'm going to give it a D, but only because of the good hair and good costuming. Like, dang, girl, you look good. I don't get the Ray Palmer's getting worse and worse. <laughs> so I just can't with him. I, sure, I, I like that actor, too. I like Brandon Routh and the other things. He's, good. Are, He's a know? good actor. I don't know what they're doing wrong. I don't, I don't either. Well, Jerry, uh, you don't you abstain from the brains, so you will not be here for the iZombie talk, but thank you for being on for the rest of the talk. I really appreciate you being, uh, coming on. Uh, you can check Jerry out on the Comic Rack Snark Fest, among other uh, delightful podcasts on the Taylor Network of Podcasts. Yes, not in the registered sex offender list. No, because she's not registered. No. She's a freelance. Yeah. <laughs> hey, professionals, but, get caught. <laughs> yeah, she's a pro. Oh, there you are. <laughs> oh, now you're back. <laughs> we totally missed what we said about it before. That's great. Oh, sorry. I my, no, my have, back now he'll have floating, to to so show. I had to run for a second. Now he'll have to listen to the show. Yeah, to find out what we said. Yep. All right, I will talk to you guys next, next episode Jerry. or next couple episodes. Yeah. Bye, Jerry. Bye. I zombie. Season two, episode sixteen. Pour some sugar, zombie. It's the title. Sugar zombie. Can I just say up front how much I loved this episode? I so loved keep it. Keep it in your pants, dirty man. Oh, I know. Between her, uh, yeah, I know where you're going, John. <laughs> keep it down. Oh, you, I know where you're going. So let's calm it down, you see. wild man. Yes, calm it down. Should should I maybe leave the podcast too? <laughs> <laughs> you can't control yourself. Is that what you? Uh, I, I will. I will try. All I can say is that. Yeah. All right. Boy, scary times. So many things happened this episode. Yes. Um, um, well, first off, we'll, we'll start with the brains of the week. 
Uh, it's a, uh, a stripper mm-hmm. uh, named Cassidy who uh, was about to testify against one of Mr. Boss's top dudes to Peyton and then was killed. So Peyton, now that she's kind of privy to Liv's process, it was so funny. She's like, okay, so how do you do this? Are you going to eat the brains now? Yeah. All right, what are you saying? What's the vision? That was funny. She made a BLT, by the way. Did you notice that? Brain brain lettuce and tomato sandwich. I was waiting for her to make a reference to it, but yeah, I caught that. But uh, yeah, she Peyton's like in her face, like, "Well, do you have anything now?" And she keeps trying to, you know, get her to have a vision or whatever from the brains. But you know, Liv is starting to act more and more like a trashy stripper. They go to the strip club where Cassidy worked, and the scene that probably Chubb is talking about occurs where Liv and Peyton are dancing. That let's let's not gloss over that scene now. That was the let's... worst strip <laughs> strip tease I've ever seen. It was so funny. When Peyton no. starts smacking her ass, I I lost. I was dying laughing. Oh, it was funny. Like she got in the character very very quickly, and it was funny. Uh, it turns out after a long uh, after a long investigation, oh, there's an investigation uh, that you know as they're investigating the uh, the stripper's death, they run into Johnny Frost. The weather caster who last we saw as the figment of Liv's imagination. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Yeah. Um, who the, who I like. I like this character. Oh, he's hilarious. Yeah. He's great. Um, but he actually uh, is in the clear on this crime. And it turns out it's two of the other strippers and their drunken boyfriend driving in the car that killed her. Um, it's, it's hilarious because the one stripper is always crying. Yes. It? Uh, the the other stripper's name is Destiny, and they keep making puns about her name. Mm-hmm. Um, Destiny awaits, coming Destiny, you know, stuff like that. And she's a, ends up being the one who actually killed her. Um, and uh, Liv is able to uh, lead um, uh, Peyton to one of uh, Mr. Boss's houses uh, through one of the visions she gets in the brains. Uh, a whole bunch of character stuff happened in this episode. First of all, Zombie Gilda showed up at the house. Yeah. Rummaging in the fridge for brains. Uh, she must be really hurting or whatever. Who was that? And what do you think? some guy takes her out like with a, an injection a lot like uh, Majors. Mm-hmm. I think that was the guy that they had before in Vaughn's office. Might be. The consultant guy or whatever. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe. That might be the same actor. I'm not sure. But he takes her out and like all without Liv even noticing. Uh, Blaine is getting amnesia from his reaction to the cure, the almost cure that Robbie was working on, the experimental cure that Robbie told him would probably, you know, wasn't sure it would work. Right. It's giving him amnesia. Uh, like, he can't even remember who Liv is. He can't remember that he's a zombie. He can't remember anything. Nope. Uh, Donnie becomes a zombie this episode. Mm-hmm. All on purpose. Yes, on purpose. Uh, Liv visits Drake's mama because she can't find Drake. Drake's uh, like out of you know. Uh, no one has seen him for three or four days, and Drake's mom is is sure that he's dead. And Liv finds out that Drake is a is a cop, undercover. Yep. For Mr. Boss. Uh, Which was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we also had um, Major getting caught. By Ravi. Ravi finds out that Major has a safe. And so Ravi 
spends all day one day like de- trying to decode the safe and he finally breaks into it and it turns out and Robbie figures out that he's the uh, chaos killer and confronts him with it at the end of the episode. Yeah, Robbie made me mad. Like being all nosy for. Right. Yeah, that was weird. Like, yeah. It was kind of out of character it. for him. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I guess maybe it was it was his reaction when Ravi saw his safe. You know, the way Major kind of no, don't worry about it. No, no, there's not room. But for you still, to it just was kind of. I mean, but I could see where that gave him motive to kind of suspect something, but he seemed a little too obsessed mm-hmm. for for the mild interest that he had, you know? Exactly. For him, that's, you know, to do that. Uh, Peyton moved back in with Liv, mm-hmm. which is cool, because I like her. I like her character. I do, too. Definitely. And definitely has something to the thing. Um, I think what led Robbie to suspect Major was the whole thing with Minor, with the dog. Yeah. Remember when they ended up finding oh, the yeah, that's or whatever? True. I think that was kind of what yeah. led into that. I'm trying to, I think that's all that happened, really. I can't think of anything else um, major that happened on the episode. Yeah, I think you kind of checked off you know, <coughs> did all the checklists. Yeah, that was right. like, a, I think that's pretty much all the different plot movements. Mm-hmm. Um. I just, uh, there were some, uh, some of the, li- every episode of iZombie, I write down some of the lines that I liked. Um, Peyton is, uh, Peyton is telling, uh, uh, Major and Robbie they should rent the apartment across the hall. So it could be just like the guys from Friends. Um, oh, when Peyton, when Peyton's at the, uh, the strip club, the guy, the dude's like, how much for a lap dance? $20? And Peyton's like, I'm a lawyer. And he's like. Forty dollars? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I uh, some of Liv's like uh, SmackDown things too. I will kick you right back to the trailer park where you made out with your uncle. Uh-huh. Um, I'm gonna smack the wet and wild right off her face. You, you in the stall, you're gonna flip me in the grill with your cheap ass windy <laughs> Ariana Grande clip on, <laughs> and then just hide in the bathroom. <laughs> That was so funny. He always says some good lines on the show. There was also um uh, when the when the uh, stripper was crying in the interrogation room. Live, it's like it's like a freaking Adele concert in here. <laughs> that was a good one too. Uh, but yeah, another good episode of iZombie. A lot of moving parts moving forward. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see. I mean, where Robbie goes with this information about Major. Yeah. Like is he a, a major like kind of like trying to explain, but Ravi like not not really even like, giving him a chance. And he's losing it, and it's starting to affect him because he's losing control. He's starting to turn right. back into a zombie. Right. Yeah. Well, we see, well, we see like we see that scene with Major like freaking out and starting to go full zombie, and then Ravi taking him out. Mm-hmm. Well, also, I mean, with the injector, I think that. Uh... Once he can explain to Ravi what's going on, because he has he killed any of them or has he put them all in that freezer? I think at first he was he killed. Some yeah, people. I think at first. Okay. He but after a while, he refined his technique. Yeah, because I remember him dumping the one over the bridge and all that. Right. So, yeah. Hmm. Be interesting to see how it played out. Uh, I'll give this one a B. 
Um, yeah, I gave it a so bit. It was, it was a good, solid uh, episode of iZombie. Mm-hmm. Nothing major, nothing earth-shattering, but nothing nothing bad, and a lot of good good progression on the character. Funny, funny procedural. Absolutely. Yeah. I give it a B so. as well, yeah. Sweet, and no, all that's all the shows. Uh, we have a couple of news things, and I'll let you guys go. I know we've been on for a long time. Thanks for hanging in there. Uh, we have a guy from the, an, an actor from the show Suits. Yep, is joining Legends of Tomorrow for the epic finale. And mm-hmm. the way this guy looks, it could very easily be uh, who we all thought he'd be, Booster Gold. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I, I think that would be the uh, the most logical choice. I mean, I don't know who else could it be really. Well, and I heard there's big plans for Booster Gold. Well, I'm not surprised. I mean, it's one of Jeff John's favorite characters, and he's one yeah. of the yeah. consultants uh, on, on, on the shows. Um, Which, speaking of, you guys may have talked about this at the top of the show. Um, did you see the news about Affleck and Johns have written a script for a solo Batman movie together? I have, and mm-hmm. uh, and I think that would be cool. I thought Affleck was one of the best things about Batman. Recently. Oh yeah, he, yeah, he that was, was news. Miller's Dark Knight. I yeah, I, was... I don't know. I just saw something this week about it, but you know, I'm I was excited. Well, they released that early, like that was months ago before the movie even came out. They oh. said that they were going to do. Uh, Jeff Johns confirmed that him and and Affleck were going to be working together on a on a film, on a Batman film. Also, I guess I missed that because I just saw it this week. <laughs> also, we got the Justice League versus Teen Titans animated feature that came out this week. Which I've watched most of it so far. And I, I've seen it all. Maybe we can talk about it next week then. Yeah, so yeah. We've already gotten so much on this one. I, mm-hmm. I hesitate to make the show any longer than it really has to be. Yeah. <laughs> so, with seven shows, I mean, it's out of necessity, right? Uh, but... Other than that, other than the uh, the Batman v Superman news, which we kind of already covered. Oh, and the Jonah Hex is coming to uh, Legends of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, which will be interesting. Which I guess will be episode after next because they're going to the future next. So. All right, um, that'll be cool. Uh, so uh, if you enjoyed the Geeky uh, Podcast, I imagine you would because you've been listening to this one for a while. Then definitely head over to the Taylor Network where you will find the mastermind himself. Uh, Mr. Daryl Taylor, much like Professor X uh, among his students, uh, so since Daryl Taylor among his podcasts and his mighty, mighty empire, um, all kinds of stuff over there. No apologies. Uh, JK's Happy Hour, Wade's World, uh, The Players Club, video game podcast uh, that I'm on every month or so with, with Renee Alvarado and, and Mike Pamp. Um, all kinds of podcasts over there, the TaylorNetworkPodcast.com, plus uh, a lot of news updates on the website and in the Facebook group. Definitely uh, check those out, Taylor Network of Podcasts. And uh, when you're done with all those podcast possibilities, head over to hhwlod.com uh, where we have the Walking Dead TV podcast. The season finale is coming up. Uh, as we record this, it'll be coming up this Sunday. Yeah. So uh, we'll, I'm sure there'll be a lot to talk about. I mean, everybody is conjecturing that someone is going to die. Um, it'll be interesting to see who we're also having a contest of the walking dead TV podcast. If you join our Facebook group and get in on that contest, we'll give you, we're giving away uh, season one of fear of the walking dead on a special edition Blu-ray, uh, to, uh, a lucky member of our Facebook group over there. So join that Facebook group and win that Blu-ray. Uh, there's also a new installment of the Whedon verse that just went up on HHWLOD. Uh, we got the black box with, uh, um, uh, Sean Pryor. Um, all kinds of podcasts over there, hhwled.com. Check that out. 
Um, gentlemen, thanks for joining me tonight. I really appreciate it. And until next week, fun. we are ghosts. Good night, everybody. Good night. Crystal